This show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Facehammer episode 54. It's me, Russ the Faceville, and I am joined by Terry Pico Pike. Les the Drunk One Martin and Byron HD Boldfin Ord. <laughs> <laughs> and and today is the Adepticon show. Um, that shit's big titties. That's, <laughs> that's that's big titties right there. Can um, we, we can ex- we just explain what that is before we, will, we go on? When we get to Good. it. Stay no, tuned to know all about Lisa big titties. They're not um, what you think. It's a bit early. It's a bit early just to jump straight into the fun. Terry's main thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so <laughs> we're going to talk about the uh, the experience that we had going to Adepticon uh, in um, Schwamburg. Um, for, I know I've just butchered that um, for the first time. Um, so we obviously went over a month ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Few few events have gone past us since then, but we just wanted to um, make sure we were all on together to talk about it. So um, here we are, the first time we've all been together. Itself, right? This is the first we've been in the same place since Adepticon. (laughs) We're not in the same place, but you know, yeah, yeah, virtually (laughs) speaking, yeah, Um, yeah. So we're going to talk about Adepticon. Um, I'm going to talk more about the actual show what we did and all the rest of it more than the detail of the games uh we'll touch on it a little bit but to be honest it's more about the experience of the event as a whole and what we got up to when we're out there and um what there was to see um so there you go so do you want to tell everyone how you got um interrogated customs terry yeah that was brilliant obviously at the moment for anyone who's unaware salisbury was the sort of all over the news because of a um, Russian poisoning to do with spies and all sorts. If, if you're unsure, just Google Salisbury Russian spy and it's all there. Um, but because my paperwork all had Salisbury written on it, I had fun getting through the airport. Especially when they were like, where do you work? And you're like, oh, I'm not sure where it is. Yeah, so I didn't I know the address. <laughs> I just walk there every I day. I don't know what the address is. She's like, okay, well, yeah, we need to ask some questions. So, yeah. Then I had to show her Twitter, my stuff in the case, so she, she could like see what was actually there. This is all code for she got the rubber glove out and Terry got internally examined. Yeah, it was all, it was all just like in the middle of the airport. I didn't get like carted off to a special room to actually be. She talked actually to. like she like goosed in, <laughs> she goosed a fist into you in the airport. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, it was all just done out in the open. She chatted to me. There was nothing more than that. Yeah, yeah, but um. Yeah, that was fun, and uh, obviously for um, my bag going through and everything, I was a bit sort of, well, they're going to take it all open, loads of models are going to get broken, um, but as it turned out, it was all okay. She believed me that I was a nerd, and I was allowed to go through. I wonder why that was. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you pull it? How did you pull it off? What, what were your top tips? Yeah. I'd be I socially just... awkward, 
I showed her pic. No, it was never made socially awkward. Contact. I showed her pictures of my um. My, my <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get my cock out. What? The they didn't arrest you? No. <laughs> but she was like, she was like smaller. Sir, did you pack your bag yourself? And in the back of my head, I'm just saying, don't say some Russians packed it. Because, yeah, then my oh. my holiday would have got cut very short. I probably would have, yeah. Yeah. But on, on it, it was just there. Had fun. <laughs> yeah. But no, so we got through the airport. That was uh, that was all right. And then we had the, uh, the joyous flight where we were all crammed in like fucking sardines next to each other on the plane. I was still upset. I was still upset that I wasn't with you. I could have. I could have been the little one in the middle. Yeah, I think next year we need to plan it a bit better, and you can come with us. Yeah, Space in between you. What we need to do is you need to put um, one spout person next to the fires. <laughs> so Byron sits in the middle, and we all try and sit next to him. I can get so much love. Yeah, that's all I've ever wanted. Whoever sits next to me is getting love, whether they want it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, it was Terry, and we know how he rolls. So, yeah. yeah. It was all good. Very uh, love. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I thought the flight would be pretty horrible, but it wasn't actually too bad. Um, nah, it was okay. I, I was alright, I just didn't talk to anyone, did I? Stay. No, you went what into rage you mode, didn't you? That's the important uh, question. What films did you watch? Ooh, I just listened to really heavy music and just imagined that the plane didn't crash. That was literally the, <laughs> the entire time. It was just like, no one talked to me until we landed. You watched some movies on the flight, right? I watched Justice League, but, you know, that just made me angrier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you watched Justice League to get angry. Yeah. <laughs> what about you normal non-aggro people? What did you watch on the plane? I watched Justice League. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen it. Um, or uh, Ragnarok? Darkest Hour. And, Is that good? Yeah. Free billboards? Free billboards, yeah. Although I didn't That's, get to finish free was... billboards. Oh, that's sad. I thought the selection of planes was amazing. I watched um, American Made, the Tom Cruise one, and Valerian, and another action one. I watched three and three quarter films, and the only time I wasn't watching a film was when I was eating. So, it was a good flight. I went old school, and I watched the first Shrek movie. <laughs> Is that because the fit girl in front of us had it on as well? No, that was really weird. Like, I, I just had it on. Then we, I stood up to go to the toilet, and then the girl in front of me was also watching Shrek. I was like, oh, how random's that? Well, was she also singing and knew all the words like you? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was, uh... No, the flight was the flight was fine, though, wasn't it? It was... It was um, the flight back was a bit rubbish. It was a flight. The flight back was fine. What was the flight back a... rubbish? The delay at the airport. Oh, yeah, <laughs> once on the plane, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, because you got moved to a fucking massive space. You, you, you both know, had the same amount of space. Me and Terry just sort of cuddled. You had a space no, we se- between you, didn't you? Yeah, we separated and spread out a little bit. It was all good. Anyway, enough about the flight, because that's really boring. No um, one cares about shit. They're like, why the fuck are they talking about the flight? I want to talk about the toy soldiers. You're going to be exactly. disappointed if you're expecting anything new from us, unfortunately, listeners. <laughs> I mean, nothing but... I love, love for our brothers overseas. Yeah, it's just, it's going to be as basically going, we fucking love Domus. For like yeah. a period. We do, I miss Domus, I'm sad. Yeah. yeah, he's coming over for face hammer, isn't he? So Yay! We get, to, we get to see him again. Yeah, him and Tom are coming over. Super excited. We did say, we did say like, it was like, uh, just, uh, just that's the worst bit about going, was like leaving Domus behind. Yeah. 
There's some more guys coming over for FaceTime as well, aren't there? I think so, yeah. But... Is it Dave Griffin? I'm making the name up. Might be yeah, that, sound, that does sound right. Definitely met the guy over in America. Yeah, no, we met loads of awesome met guys so over many there. people. My God. Yeah, we did, yeah. if we let you off tough shit, because like, I can't remember names. <laughs> in a in a non like agro les way of saying it, um, we probably forget a few people, but everyone we met to too us. many people to we appreciate. Like, remember, everyone. it was it was bonkers. Yeah, les watched Justice League too many times, so he can't say nice things. <laughs> no, les just can't say nice things. It's like a rule. <laughs> and then he watched Justice League, and it got worse. Yeah, was he, he was going to follow up with Spider Man, but they got um, the 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 staff <laughs> on the plane stopped him. <laughs> You have them climbing at the fucking Sorry. walls. Yeah. So you guys arrived at the hotel where there was no, no we, whatsoever we, with your booking. We've not, we've not got that far yet because first of all, what we happened? met Alex. Alex, Alex picked, picked us up as he's a legend. And yeah. then we went to that burger sandwich bar, didn't we? Yeah, man. Straight and in the milkshake. And that's where my name came from for the holiday. Oh, Pico. Yeah. Pico, Pico, Pico. Pico, 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 Pico. Apparently it's slang for penis. I'm sorry, people listening to the show wanted Warhammer content. <laughs> You're going to be disappointed. Definitely not get any Warhammer content in the show. Not really. No, but um, if you come to Adepticon with us next year, then you'll get fun times like the times we talk about because there's a yeah. large British contingent that are heading over. So. It's, like, it's going to be like Kieran Harper's coming as well now, like Liam. Uh, it's going to be like, fucking mess. I want to see if Tano take... can shout blah, 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 across that entire hall. And see if just, yeah, get so any American listener that is listening next year at Adepticon, if you hear the mighty core of the JK, the, the wah, 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 everyone has to take it up like a call to arms across that huge fucking wall. I'm just waiting for the bit where some massive six foot five American turns around and goes like, geez, that guy's really loud. I would have one to come over in his like trucker shirt going, that's big titties right there. <laughs> oh, that's Stop. never gonna get old. You guys were fed. You guys, you guys were fed nicely on burgers, and then you were taken to the hotel. Yeah, where there yep. was no um, problem with the booking. Nope. <laughs> yeah, nope. where there was no problem yeah. with our rooms at all whatsoever. Yeah, good job, hotel. Leave fine. It won't. Yeah, it won't make for a good story, but it wasn't that easy, was it? I got a small bed. Uh, it was like, like a little bed a little at the end dog. of my bed. <laughs> you were like my little dog. <laughs> at least his bed didn't have pubes in it, eh? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's another story we can get to shortly. That would be fun. <laughs> if you ever share a room with Terry, he really likes it if you um, pluck pubes out in the middle of the night and sprinkle them on his face. <laughs> I did not you do know. that. Oh, God. Like... When did we, is this because we really missed the black sun so we're trying to fill <laughs> yeah. void yeah. We're, just, we're hitting that level now yeah um, yeah so um, I did we checked in, it was flawless <laughs> it was flawless and then you'd all been missing your loads and everyone was really sad and not excited at all until I arrived and they were like oh it's great, Byron's here, we'll go to bed yeah, hey didn't we drink I though? stayed up with you, what are you on about? No. You stayed oh, up you with turned me. up we... at like super late, didn't you? Yeah, I did. To be fair, I turned up at ten thirty. Power five, <laughs> which is like five in the morning for us. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but then we met the lovely Domus. We did meet the lovely Domus, and we went for went for some some. So Russ and Les had had enough. They went to bed. Domus. Um, we tried to find we tried to find out and check his first name, and he's like, "No, everyone calls me Domus. Don't worry about it." Um, met him. Is, yep. When did we walk around the venue did. and meet Herner? And that was that the day after. That was no, the day that after. Was, yeah. That was with yeah. Alex, wasn't it? When we first got there. It was. It was on the was, first day, wasn't it? Before we got to was, Byron turning up. Because Alex gave us a tour of the, the entire place. Didn't yeah, you? Alex. Alex toured us round. Yeah, and we bumped into Steve Herner, didn't we? Yeah. In one of the lobbies. Yeah, I, was, I think I was there when we bumped into Steve, so it must have been day two. You might it be was day two, confusing tours. It's, it, it was a long time ago. It's all a bit of a blur. But anyway, me and Byron went shopping. We did, and it was so much fun. I was starving and worried that I wouldn't be able to get food that wasn't $4 bananas, um, which is obviously a, a big worry, if you me. So I was taken to Target, where they didn't have alcohol, but they did have everything else I wanted in the world, and um, I got really excited because I was absolutely starving. And there's and, a great uh, picture of us in the oh, Pop-Tart yeah. aisle, and I'm looking Terry. at the wall of Pop-Tarts, and there's like <laughs> 70 flavours, and I'm used to like two flavours over in the UK. So I stood there, and I was quite happy. I went and found fruit and vegetables, and hummus, and guacamole, and our room just became like a little vegan boutique a little tuck shop for vegans okay, I managed to buy a gallon of um, almond a gallon milk of, it, yeah. that, there's another picture it's bigger, <laughs> bigger than, than your head, head. <laughs> it's massive Every, it was amazing everything was plus sized um, so I did that and that sorted me out and then, then we went to that, the liquor look, store we did go to the liquor store and it was just like a movie and it was amazing and um, we I bought some bottles of rosé yeah you did and I was happy. And uh, I picked up a gin. And then we went back. I don't think we had any of it, did we? We just went back and I stuffed myself. And then we fell asleep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was day two we did the tour then. Yeah. Because when I did the tour, I had a rum and coke in my hand. Uh, so we, we arrived pretty early, didn't we? Which I would thoroughly recommend to anyone because some of my favourite times were just walking around, chatting to people, with people, while we didn't have anything that we had to go to. Yeah, it's almost a shame the Warhammer got in the way. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, it's I like it. It seems weird to say that, but genuinely, chatting to people and meeting people was so awesome that you like you can't do that. Like, quite a few people would come up when you're playing games, and you, you feel really torn, but you can't really go and talk to them for fifteen minutes and ask them about their army, their painting, and go and see their stuff while you're meant to be playing a game of Warhammer. So. Yeah, but we did start out the second day with the mighty breakfast, and we sat there for like three hours, didn't we, eating? That's right, yeah. Yeah. Actually, we went to the gym first. Yeah, we did. Was it? Was it that yeah. day? Yeah, yeah it, it was. was that day, yeah. The only day, I think. Yeah, I was too hungover the rest of the time, I think. <laughs> we were all upside down, so we woke up um, having not got a massive amount of sleep, but having got some went to the gym and then went for breakfast where we proceeded to sit down for it was literally like two hours plus wasn't it uh yeah i think it was from eight in the morning till 11 or something yeah. stupid and we had about the, right. um, i had the waffles didn't i with that big lump of ice cream that wasn't ice cream <laughs> it was butter it was butter, <laughs> it was butter. <laughs> and it um 
It didn't taste good when I took a massive bite of it thinking it was ice cream. <laughs> You're probably thinking Whoa. this isn't much ice cream. I could do more. Well, I was just thinking, sweet, a scoop of ice cream or waffles. No, that's pure butter. Breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the no, the food the good. food was bonkers. Oh, so much food, wasn't it? You you just couldn't go hungry on that breakfast. Well, not when yeah. you go up no, three we sta- times. Well, we yeah, stayed there. Nearly. And if you did, we stayed there nearly until lunchtime anyway, so it would have been fine. Yeah. Then we had a little little tour, didn't we? Went round the venue and realised how fucking big that place was. <laughs> I remember seeing the um, like we went to the place, the ballroom, is it where? Warhammer was last time and where like the seminar was going to be and I was like oh this is a yeah. really big hall and it was like tiny compared to the main hall which is where we actually were yeah uh, would you say it's about six times the size of Warhammer World the main hall yeah probably more maybe it's almost like two Warhammer Worlds per third right yeah yeah maybe more than that maybe three it's a it's a big old room um, it was huge. Yeah, they started setting up all the, the stands, didn't they? That were people were selling mm-hmm. from and demoing games from. So we had a little walk through there as well. That's yeah, we pretty cool. Got toured around by Alex and Dumas. Uh, yeah. We then go, we um, did you that day, or was that the day that was that when Brad got drunk with us? And yeah, yeah, that was the day we got drunk and went to the Games Workshop seminar. Yeah, yeah. we also went to that um, Portillo's. Portellos, wasn't it? Portellos, yeah, Portellos, and, and, and I had, had a cake shake. Cake shake. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is exactly how it sounds. A piece Terrific. of cake in, an, in a milkshake is something that I never want to experience ever again. It's a really over the top, like diner burger place, and I ordered like an Italian sub thing, and yeah. I was asked how juicy I wanted it. Yeah, and I was like, "What yeah. do you mean?" So, and they're like, how much grease yeah. do you want in the bread? I was like, none. Yeah, she's like, well, out here we like pour all the juice back into it, so you have like a soggy like roll, it's like a sandwich. I'm like what? It's, it's fat. fat. It's all the fat. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, but yeah, yeah, that was a good sandwich. Anyways, the, the food was good. It was good, um, there, actually. Yeah. Then we went back up to the room, didn't we? It was us. Well, there was a lot of us at that um, dinner, wasn't there? Because we had like all the Heel and Hammer guys were there, and like Brad and Alex and Andrea, everyone. It was really yeah. And Byron had a massive vegan salad. Yeah, the salads were so big. Like I managed to gain weight purely on salad <laughs> while I was there. That's an achievement. That is how big and scrumptious and uh, kind of like decadent the salads were. No, because when we went, we went to the main hall. Um, they had the there was like these dividing walls, and the first time yeah. we saw it, they had the dividing wall across. Didn't realize it was three times that size. Yeah, and it was big. <laughs> this is what, yeah, what so coined it, the phrase that everything's bigger in America, except yeah. my cock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. running I mean... joke. Didn't we, that was said whilst Domus was driving us, like the lovely man he was, yeah. um, to somewhere, and we were. I was like, they lied to me. Three British children. <laughs> yeah, I think that was on the way back from the diner, actually. Yeah, it may well have been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's when Les abandoned us at this point, wasn't it? He started cruising off with uh, other people, left his face hammer bros behind. Uh, to he? be honest, I, I, I felt like. Uh, 
you know, there was not a lot of face time to go around, and I felt that Domus was hogging it. And so I felt like, you know, I'd, you know, chill out with my boy Brad and Andrew. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah then, then what do we do then? Got we really just went to the hotel room and drank. Oh, yeah, then we, then we went back up to the room and drank, that's right. And got fucking loose. Everyone turned up, like, um, Tyler turned up, Brad turned up. And yeah. um, Frat Boy Brad come out. Yeah. yeah. And then we um then we got quite drunk and went to the Games Workshop seminar, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. We we were pretty drunk. We were on the second row, weren't we? And we were just very, very cheery about everything. Um yeah. so, so I think they enjoyed that. They had a scapegoat as well, didn't they? Yeah. It was my, my moment of, of fame when uh, they were asked taking questions and someone went when are you bringing out old man Russ? And um, I think I whispered, I don't know who it was next to, I whispered to someone, but I'm already here. And then um, Andy Smiley heard me and was like, but Russ is in the second row. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> yeah. I was like, and most of the people were like, who's Russ? What are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah. No, but that was cool. Um, what was the next day? We had an, actually had an event, didn't we? It was the um, Shadespire. The Shadespire event, which we didn't play in. Yeah, we didn't play in because I just wanted to hang out with people, and it was the first day of the show as well. So it was like, yeah, wanted to go around and see stuff. Um, you know, it was just the, the amount of stands and stuff there was was huge. It was really cool to go around and just see everything. Yeah, so basically, there's like all the miniatures companies and that go there with well, not all of them, but a lot of them go there, and there's like people who sell stuff. There's miniatures companies like demoing their games and their products. There's some Kickstarters launched at the same time. You know, Reaper had a massive stand. You had like the Star Wars Crystal Legion was launched by F- uh, Fantasy Flight. You had the Crystal Brush competition. You know, there was loads of stuff going on. You know, um, Andrew Glare was there with Judgment. You know, there was just tons and tons and tons of stuff to do. So, like on the f- first day, it was just like, well, let's just walk around and and take the day as a chill day. Just take yeah. everything in. Yeah, it is. Just... It's it's just on a scale that you cannot, until you've been as a as a gamer from the UK, you just cannot appreciate what scale it is on. It's um, it's pretty exciting and it's spacious as well. So it's, I mean, the obviously there's some bits that that are a little bit crowded, but if any event like that in the UK, one would presume there's like it would be pretty tricky to move, but it's just. It's amazing. Everywhere there's ample space. There's space between tables. There's space in the walkways. There's space to look at demo tables or stands or whatever. It's brilliant. It's absolutely yeah. amazing. And um, the... it's just pretty positive as well. Which just yeah. helps that everyone's got enough room to move around. And even the actual in the show, you can get to the stores. You can see what's going on. Whereas I've been to Game Expo before. And you're literally shoulder to shoulder being pushed around. And if you want to get into a stand, you you just can't. And you can't stop because other people are trying to move past you. Um, and it's pretty horrendous. Um, I think the only, the only stand that was that you could move for was Forge World. Yeah, I think because they had some sign-ins going on that people were queued up yeah. for. Yeah, Forge World was just rammed. But like you didn't understand that considering that you know with the, the postage cost and everything to get it to the States. You know, you, you, I, you, I totally get that, you know. Yeah. And um, but even the gaming tables all had like a two foot dead space next to them, and they had like eight feet, ten feet between rows. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it makes you really appreciate how spacious it was. 
it makes me really look forward to rubbing asses with somebody at the next UK event when people have no spatial awareness and fucking back into you. And then I want. Yeah, I had that at the heat when we got back, didn't I? Because that yeah, guy sat on his chair on in the middle of the aisle. Throat punch people. If you listen to this show and you're at a tournament, just be mindful of the fact that you're not a skinny person and that you can't back into the centre of the aisle and rub asses with somebody. You know, spatial awareness. To be fair, I find Unless that people who are skinny are the worst. Because they, yeah, they, they haven't got awareness. any awareness that they take up space. Yeah. Exactly. I just what I do is I just start throat jabbing people when they do it. <laughs> uh, someone's made less angry today at work, haven't they? <laughs> no, I'm in a good mood. Oh, this is a good mood. It's hard for us. To yeah, tell. he's in a good mood. He might start throat jabbing people. Not he will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and wasn't there two thousand point events on this day? Yeah. Yeah, they were actually. Mister Carmichael took one out, didn't he? Yeah. I think so, yeah. What happened when he did? Yeah. Um, yeah. There were yeah. some really nice armies as well. There were like, actually. Vampire like, armies, amazing. Yeah, Bleep, Bleep Bloop, I think his name is on Twitter. We'll put have to put this in the um, in the show notes. Like His army, I took some pictures of it as well. It was, I've it was some stunning. Of it. I'm looking at some right now. His Blood Knights were yeah. exceptional. Yeah, there was a really nice um, blue Nurgle army as well. Yeah, I yep. really like that army. Again, I, um, got some pictures of that. I might, um, I think next year I might do that instead of the doubles potentially, and then so you'd be you'd be spacing your stuff out. So you'd have you'd be playing on that day, then have a break day, and yeah. then have. Um, I, I think, think that's. I don't know. I think next year the doubles might be a good shout if we go doubles with some Americans. Maribel. So instead of just instead of just oh like, that'd be fun. Playing yeah, on idea. each other's um, team, we could, yeah. you know, get get four American dudes who want to, you know, just have a laugh and then Do you go think doubles it's with fair them. Subjecting an American to drunk les. Yeah. Yes. You and Brad should team up. What was Big Titty's man called? Was he called? He had I a don't know. Who American he was. It's just some random dude. But didn't he say he was like Mac or something? Didn't he? Have I think he really was Mac or something. Yeah. Just, yeah. I was I was pretty like shell shocked by the experience so. Um, I couldn't. I think his name was Mac. That sounded the most trucker name that I could remember. So I think that probably was his name. Okay, it's a horrific stereotype. I'm aware, but you know, definitely, uh, definitely Mac. Are we are we at the point where this story is kind of relevant now? It didn't happen it... this day. Oh, I didn't know. It's not yet. It's on it's the championship. It's not. Gonna make people wait. Exactly. Um. What was that so, yeah, sports it... bar we went out to? That was that night, wasn't it? Um, no, that was another night. That was when I, that all blurs into one because I was just like astounded by the fact that Tyler Mengel ordered a, a, a cheese toasty. Oh, the foot long cheese toasty. Cheese toasty. Yeah, it was like real cheese that foot long because we didn't do yeah. it on the doubles night and we didn't do it on the championship night. So it was definitely that evening. Was it called like Westwood or something? I think it's it was wood. actually. Westwood, yeah, sounds familiar. It yeah. was, yeah, definitely was. But yeah. we also went. I think no, I think what that the fuck night is cornbread night... about. Oh, we, it's so like eating cake. Yeah, that's not cornbread. <laughs> what we ate out there <laughs> is nowhere. not cornbread. It was like think, it yeah. was like try some cornbread. I'm like, you're basically having a side of cake with your meal. It was basically Victoria sponge <laughs> cake covered in maple syrup and butter. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, this is a side that you have with your main, like a savoury. Like that's that's fucking dessert. Look at it. It was like treacle oh, pudding. Not, yeah, that's not cornbread. But oh, the um, the mash was 
the the like the um meatloaf in the mash was amazing that's what i had like there was enough mashed potato on my plate to feed like a family of eight carmichael was like oh i'm not eating all this you can have some sort of i help myself to that yeah he bought like his starter was like 12 hot wings he ate like four or five of them was like yeah i can't eat all of these he slid them over to me. I was like, yeah, I'll polish those hot wings off. They were, they were pretty tasty. Yeah, the hot wings. I made the mistake of ordering starters. Or, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't learn for the entire trip. I carried on ordering starters and was then each time idiotically surprised by how big they were. <laughs> I think um, next time I'm just going like, to order, like, three starters. And, like, my just guacamole. Have... My guacamole was huge. It came <laughs> with, like, what must have been, like, three avocados <laughs> and, and other stuff in a pot. And then it was so surrounded by... Um, tortilla chips there were enough for every there were three i was on the ends there were three or four people within reach them and they could all take my chips and dip them in the guac and we all ate it and i still felt like there was far too much for me and then my main arrived it's a bit overwhelming and, and you can pack it away byron to be honest so <laughs> i did pretty well throughout the weekend I just people would turn to me and look at my heaped plate and then look at me with like disbelief like you're not going to manage that and then the moment they did that, it was a challenge. So you don't underestimate your like your like capacity to like just compact it in your like gecko-ish type mouth. Fisting lettuce into my gob. You will eat it. Yes, I will quite happily. But um, this was the night that actually the doubles night was the night we went to Giordano, Giordano's, Giordano's, the pizza place. And we got to experience that as well. Oh my it's... god! I was a spectator for this, and I wish I, I was. Don't, I, don't know. <laughs> I still don't know what I thought. I have nightmares about it. <laughs> when Wayne Kemp said to me, "I've done it once. I'll never have to do it again." I was like, "Don't be silly. It's like pizza." And I was just—I was really looking forward to it, and it's just horrific. I will not be going back. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing, but it's horrific. But it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, but the, in the wrong way. Like, it's just yeah. so good that you should never eat it more than once because one slice has probably got enough calories to, to kill you in it. <laughs> when Doma said, don't order a, a medium pizza, just have a couple of slices. Yeah. I was like, I got warnings we like, before you went in, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a lot of food, like, silly amounts. I, I went, they said, don't eat more than two slices as well, didn't they? And I went for the third. And I ate like half of it, and then I was I was done at that point. I was well, I was physically like I can't I can't do we anything skipped, now. We skipped ahead, but let's talk about this because we're on it now. So just so people listen, get an idea of this. Um, this is the like a deep dish pizza, so or a pizza pie. So think of it like a quiche, um, but rather than whatever fills a quiche normally, it's just mozzarella cheese. Uh, like yeah. literally, like a block of cheese. I, a full I've got a block video of, cheese of the pizza wrapped in pastry with tomato sauce on top and some of the fillings in the middle of it. So it's a bit like yeah. a pie, but rather than gravy, it's cheese. <laughs> I, I honestly, oh, I feel sick. It it was pretty horrific. I, mean, I think it was next good, year, but horrific. I won't. I won't need to go and do that again. No, I think. I think just doing that but, once is is enough. Yeah, I'm sure we will because we'll be of other people that haven't done it, and we'll need to take them. I want to see like Liam Cook try and eat it because he loves pizza. So like, it's going to be amazing watching Liam try and eat that. I actually thought he... um, Byron's like 
normal pizza looks better look better than the other one. Yeah, I was going to say we could sit there and be the little meek English mice eating our like nearly one centimeter thick pizzas. Yeah, my pizza was amazing. It was really yeah, good. Really I'm nice. just not going to feed before I go out there. Just not gonna... <laughs> it's like two weeks of calorie deficit in order to prepare for the pizza pie. <laughs> so I think Mitzi said that you put on ten pounds whilst he was out there. I put on Christ. a fair bit of weight. I'm not going to lie. I was the exact same weight when I came back. I really was not. Which, which was I, weird. I'd, I'd put some weight on. It took me till now to get it off. I only put like, I put like a couple of pounds on. Like the, the, I gained, I gained three and a half kilos. Hello, is there? <laughs> no, I gained. Yes, maybe, but I like I gained a solid three kilos minimum whilst I was there, which is pretty impressive, really. And bear with us, listeners. At some point, we will talk about Warren. We're not going to talk about Warhammer too much. Um, so we can talk about Warhammer now. Fuck it. So we go on to the evening of the Devil's Day. But yep. we played in the Devils event. We did. Um, so we didn't. We didn't take it as seriously as some people. There were some horrific lists, weren't there? Some there were some thought, people. Brad Brad. <laughs> <laughs> what were your guys' picks of the most tasty combos that you saw? Give me your top three. Oh, uh, definitely um, Domus and Brad's army. Domus and Brad's army. They should have won the event. I don't know why they didn't. They had, it. So how did their army work then? So they had um, Nurgle. Um, and Zinch. So, Domus had the Glockkin, a horde of plague plague monks. Um, and then what? What he does is he knows the spell blades. And Kairos Brad had Kairos, so Kairos knows blades. So Kairos casts it on the plague monks, uh, who then, then become like this horrendous <laughs> blender of disgusting awesomeness because they've got so many attacks um, because the Glockkin's command ability is plus one attack and they've got two weapon profiles so they end up with like four or five attacks a model um, yeah it's just just awesome like awesome little combo basically guaranteed to cast the spell because Kairos is you know going to cast it with his bonuses and using fake dice and all the rest of it so really really horrible combo I don't know what else was there, really. I didn't see much else that I thought was really disgusting. There was quite a few Skyfire lists knocking around. Um, There's a lot of people was... making use of Blades in general, wasn't there? Because it, it's such yeah. a good spell. The moment you can take it and, and put it outside a faction or whatever, it becomes very, very, very tasty. So some people putting it on extremely fast units, I think, in a couple of lists. Well, it doesn't... Because it doesn't say Nurgle unit, it's just as friendly. Yep. So... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who who went with who? I went. Oh yeah, I went Baron, didn't I? Oh, yeah, this was fun. <laughs> we, we just half we just halved our list, didn't we? Basically, yeah, we, we, we just took... took our main list and just took bits out of it. They were very list... unoptimized. I think they were quite they were quite good considering, but they it was like it was a good pairing of two halves of single lists, not a honed doubles list. So what did yeah. you take? Can you remember yours, Baron? Uh, I took. Um, Couple units skinks, uh, a frost heart. Yeah. Um, you had a wizard uh, as well. Yeah, and a wizard, and then you had a wizard as well. So my frost heart got a couple of buffs. And you had and, warlocks. Yeah, and warlocks. Yeah, so I had I had two sources of magic spells, um, 
And then I, just, I put as many bodies on the table as I could. So I think I had four units of skinks, didn't I, or three? Yeah, I think and, you had um, judicators as well. Yeah, and the judicators. So I just, uh, I didn't have the dragon and I didn't have as much magical support as normal, basically. Um, but the idea was kind of, I provided a lot of fast bodies and some all right shooting and the frost hearts pin things. And then to support that, you had... A warp lightning cannon, a gaunt, uh, not gaunt shame, uh, Shaman on a disc, six Skyfires, two tens of Plague Bearers, and was that it? I think that might have been it, actually. I think so, yeah, the list ended up being half the size of so the one. I was the shooty part of the list, wasn't I? Yeah, and I was the pinny part and the runny on things part. Yeah. Um, it, was, it, was, it was an alright combo. Um, it worked. It worked. Like, if, if you wanted to optimise it, it, it could have had a lot of work done to it. Yeah, I think so. But it was more for just, you know, the funds. Um, so we we, we won... had a major win, a minor loss, and then a major loss? Yeah, I think that's it, didn't we? Because we lost lost major against the order army, uh, well, the, yeah. the order pairing. Um, and then we had a major win against Nurgle and a minor loss um against against the other army that we faced. It I think no our, our games uh yeah, our games were actually quite close, I think. Like priority roles really, really, really mattered. And um well, in the one what we did, did us over was the special doubles rules that we didn't even know oh, existed. Yeah, probably should have read the pack. Same old yeah, it we, wasn't in the pack, was it? It's in the book. That. Yeah. So but, it's in the handbook apparently or something? Yeah. Yeah, news to it, us. <laughs> and you and you can like Select two combats at the same time, basically, and, and each do them both. Player gets to pick their unit to fight. Yeah, <clears throat> we didn't know until our last game. Yeah, so we we, we kind of found second, out. Yeah, and, and it lost us our second game. Yeah, it did actually because they went in. They went in hard with two units, and we were like, "That's okay." Well, like one of our things is going down, and then both of our things went down. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, is that a thing? They're like, "Yeah, it's these rules." Oh, okay. Oh. Never mind. Apparently, we should read the pack. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about our experience we had here in our first game with the time being called? Yeah, I think we should because it was it was probably the biggest difference that I noticed between between like etiquette or or just kind of standard accepted practices. Um, in the States versus the UK. So in the UK, if you are getting to time, but it's fairly obvious the way that a game is going, it is just, I would, I would say it's way more standard than not, especially on, on higher tables where people tend to communicate really well, to be like, okay, well, you're obviously going to be able to reach that one. Uh, this unit's going to be dead because there's three of them left and you've got 20 guys. We're going to do this and we're a bit like that. Do you want to roll for priorities? Who get it? Okay, someone's got this. And that's that, like, if you haven't got to time, which doesn't happen very often, um, although it's happening more with fire slayers and armies like that now. Um, in the States, when 50 minutes gets called, people just stop playing. And I would, like, it's one of those things where I didn't want to act like... I, I was just absolutely... I don't know if it's a States shut. thing or if it's just the people you played. It could be. Yeah, um, it could be. I, I think asked, it's in the Adepticon pack. It, well... This is this is it. So this is one of the re- like I didn't feel that I could say anything because 
it's they said at 15 minutes it like it's it dies down and you have to you can't begrudge someone for respecting the rules of the tournament at all ever well I don't think um, it's diced down it's just you don't start a new battle round like a new set of battle rounds <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but the, the thing feels very was... weird when you've got when you've got like when you've won priority and your opponent has a single model left on the table and every single one of your things is facing it it feels very like i had to um i didn't want to be that uh knobhead from abroad basically um pushing their version of how things are done but i was i was genuinely flummoxed when our opponent said oh well that's it it's a draw or or it's a it's a it's not a, major it was a minor when we got so yeah yeah was it. it was like it was well, taken hold wasn't it in the first mission yeah, yeah it was. so it's like well we've got enough time in this 15 minutes to do our one thing we need to do which is kill your last model and he's like well you've already you've already smashed us on the table you don't need to beat us anymore it's like well we kind of want the major win and there's plenty of time to do it, even though we've got 15 minutes left, because it will take five. But yeah. they they were like, no, the games the games ended, and I think like it may have been the way we came across. It's like, yeah, but we've got time, we'll just do it. It maybe he he was like, well, you've already beaten us, you don't need to smash us any more than you already have, you know, just just end there. But, yeah, it was. Um, I I asked a couple of people about it, and they said it. There are, um, I think, a lot of the larger clubs where people are very conscious about bringing up um positive gaming and stuff like that they said that is more of a thing here but within our club we tend to not do it um because i spoke to domus about it and a couple of other really nice people but um yeah it's just it's just a very very big difference and i was really conscious that i didn't want to come across pushy or 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 like just like someone bringing their own take on things to another country but um when when the guy said it, I was like, I was not for six. I was just genuinely confused why that would be the case. And um, I think it was just the way he said it. Like, it was like a jokey-ish sort of way, but it came across really hostile. But I yeah, don't it think it was I, intended to be that way at all. No, it wasn't. And they were nice guys at the table. They like came yeah. and brought some beers and we shared them and stuff. But it was um, just a complete difference in, in ways of playing the game, I think. So um, I must say, I do prefer the English way. Um, whether it like as someone who would do it to my opponents if they were beating me or would like to if I was ahead would like to be on the receding end of the benefit of it like both ways uh, whether like I think it's much more common in England to be like all right well you've got this make sure let's make sure you've got this properly Uh, we've got 10 minutes left let's work it out not like oh well you've you've got a minor there Uh, that's done even though you could obviously get a major um, and I think I that's think, quite a nice thing about the British scene. I think it exists in 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 Warhammer in UK because I, I mean I've had it since the heats have started. I've played people who don't go to the independent scene, which you know yeah. is the independent scene, not necessarily Warhammer in the UK. Um, and I've I've had a situation where my opponents been in a position to win the game, but the time's short, and I can see them getting frustrated and a little bit worried. And they've You're not like, said Calm to down. me, "We're going to do the right thing." Yeah, it's they've never said game. to me, "Like we're going to get our game done, aren't we?" I, I've just preempted it and said, "Just, just relax. Don't worry. We'll finish the game regardless." Yeah. I know we're tight on time. Uh, ironically, one of the guys was a Fire Slayers player, um, but <laughs> I said to him that you know we will finish, so don't you know don't panic. You know, I'm yeah. not going to play the oh we haven't got time so. Then let's discuss it for ten minutes. In the ten minutes, we could have done it, and therefore we ran out of time. And then 
uh, result goes in my favour, ha ha ha. And actually, I've had that happen to me back in um, 8th edition or 7th edition. It it, it does and feel a bit more of, of Blatantly intentional. Even, yeah. even smirked at me as he did it. Um, it just feels like something that's from the last edition. Oh, that's a good way of putting it, Russ, actually. I think like you, you've hit it that like you saying it, it happened to you in the last edition. It just feels like something that goes with the game that isn't as gloriously positive as far as player experience goes as AOS is. But, um, I mean, you can't, you can't complain at rules in a pack, even though I've just spent 10 minutes complaining about it. Um, <laughs> <but it's> just... <laughs> well, I, th- I think it's, it comes down to, like, when I've said to Les before, like when we're talking about getting better at the game and stuff, is it how do you, how do you want to win your game? Do you want to win because you put you put your opponent basically won the game, but you just decided that they're not going to be able to do their last thing that took two minutes, and that means you win, or they don't win as big? Or do you want to win because you actually play better? I just think yeah. it's not—it's not really the right attitude. Um, I appreciate no. we're over there in their environment, but if if one of my opponent—I mean, I, all my opponents were amazing—I never would have thought any of them would do anything like that. And not necessarily that is a bad—it's like that's bad etiquette. But if someone did that to me, I would have been like, "Look, come on, let's be a bit, <laughs> you know, yeah, let's get real." I just feel it know? encourages, yeah, like it encourages. That's it, people winning in the right manner, playing in the right manner. Um, but um, it, it, so it, we had that in our first game. We're a bit nonplussed by it. And then, um, Did you use the sports said, score? Because wasn't there a sports thing? Um, they, we didn't five, give them mats. Yeah, we didn't give them mats, I don't think. They were very nice, though. It's just they were nice but viewed that thing completely differently from us, uh, which is a bit of a weird situation. Like, in the UK, I would... Um, it's happened to me once in Age of Sigma, like once in every single tournament I've been to and I went and chatted to a ref and the ref was just so vehemently like well you work it out and you finish it and I'm going to stand next to you and help you that that kind of that was a Warhammer world as well um on on like a fairly high table that probably indicates just how it's kind of it's part of the gaming culture here especially with events like and tournaments and I I think because in the old days of the heat so many people used that tactic as a weapon. Um, yeah. Not saying the guys in America were doing that, but that's, you know, that has been something that's been used by people in the past to mitigate losses or, or create wins out of nothing. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that's why they're so hot on it now with the new events team, um, which is why I really enjoy the Warhammer events, to be fair. I think they're really good. Yeah. Um, and having a centralized source of official etiquette is. God, that sounds like a pretentious sentence. Ironic coming from me. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> but that like having a centralised source for for the manner in which we'd like people to play or or whatever. I think that's a really big thing. I also think podcasts are great for it. Like when Mark Wildman says, "Like my list had a mistake in remove me from remove me from the like the top tables in or like take me out from medal position or whatever and people Jack like Armstrong that is the right way to do tournament. things oh, I had next unit furious I shouldn't have had just just take yep. me off the score yeah give someone else my medal um, like that is that's the type of thing that we get to push as people on podcasts so I think it's just worth thinking about like every single person I played in the proper like the grand tournament the singles um, they all played in that manner I had outstanding opponents for, for all of that actually um, and I chatted to a couple of people like Domus about it, and they they just said, "Yeah, it's it's kind of a thing that we we promote in our club." 
playing not like that, but it's consistently done throughout the country. So that's probably enough talking on it, but I just, I do think it, it was such a shock to me that I was really like, had to go for a little walk and be like, oh, um, after the game. Because didn't another one of your opponents do the same thing? Yeah, and they were really nice. Yeah, they were really, really nice, and they weren't doing it like they were. Um, were they, I think they were beating us pretty soundly anyway. Tell you that was the game when we got double teamed by yeah. uh, by the rules we didn't know about. So we yeah. were we were pooped anyway. They could have won more, and or, or like if VPs had matter, they could have got more. And we were like, "Well, do you want it?" And they're like, "No rules." And you just really. Well, like, I think that that to. was the the kind of thing that at least you knew that they weren't pulling the fast one on you. Like it's like, oh, these guys aren't don't know they're from abroad. We'll just pull a fast one on them. Yes, yeah, definitely. It was nothing like that, but it's... Uh, it would have been worse if they were like, that's just how we do it here. And then you asked around and everyone was like, no, we don't. <laughs> <I'd be> like, <laughs> I've got no frame of reference. This is the first game I've played in America, you know. <laughs> like, now we're always allowed to attack with two of our units in doubles. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. I mean, we still had really good games and we played really nice people, but it was... Um, that is the most uh, the most confused I was at any point of uh, playing in the states. I must say. Cool. Um, what about you guys? How did you go with your filthy combo list? Should we talk about our list first? Probably a good idea, right? Can you remember what was in my list? Yes, mate. That's right. Good, good job. <laughs> so you had a Relictor with Lightning Chariot, a um, Knight Azeros with, I guess, your Relictor had Staunch Defender in Mirror I can't remember. Yeah, it's Knight Defender, not Venator because I didn't take an Azeros in the army. That's what I meant, sorry, Venator. Well, go the wings. Go the bow. Yeah. Um, two units of two Fulminators and two units of five Judicators. Yeah. And I had a Lord of Afflictions with the Rustfang and Avalanche of Flesh, uh, six Plague Drones. And two uh, Festus the Leech Lord with Blades of Putrefaction and two units of ten Plague Bearers. So that was a pretty solid cool. combo, to be honest. Um, and we went fairly well. Um, yeah, did okay, didn't we? Yeah, not, not too shabby. So we had a we had a first game against a Destruction Army, which had a More Crusher and a um, uh, Frost Lord dude on a Thunder Tusk. Yeah, and um, to get it was a uh, taken hold, and to get the major. We ended up with a unit of Judicators and Festus charging a mega boss on one wound, and we just had to shank him for one wound to win. And we just we just fluffed and didn't do it. And then um, we he, ended up with he, he's making his five ups running like a boss. Yeah. Well, to be honest, like we were just like, come on, just do it, do it, just do the wound. Um, it was quite amazing because we were looking at the board, going, "How are we going to get this?" And then we ended up like lightning chariot a unit of Judicators across, and Festus like ran by the trees and made like an eleven inch charge. We were thinking, this is on, this is on. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was a really good game. Um, yes. A lot of fun. And then um, then we ended up playing the Father and Son team, didn't we, with the um, Beastman uh, and Skyer? Yeah, uh, was it, yeah. Gannons, I think it was. It was, yeah. it was less drunk at this point. Yeah, we yeah. both we both were getting a little bit loose, to be honest. But I had to stop because Les was getting very loose. <laughs> So, so you, had to care, you had to caretaker him. Well, you know, well, he is the soberer for me. He's yes. like he's like the soberer. It's like you know when like you're drunk and you do something and you realise it's really bad, and then you you sober up really quickly. That's what happens when Les gets drunk around me. You like shit's getting shit's serious. getting shit's getting dark. I, I'll just, be honest. I'm not going to be able to 
contribute much to these games the next year <laughs> because I can't actually remember them other than going and being sick in the last game while I was doing it in the toilet. <laughs> so <laughs> amazing! Fucking uh, can't take less anywhere. What a letdown! <laughs> I, I mean, drank a bottle of whiskey in a day or something stupid. What it was? It was crazy. Yeah, I drank I drank a bottle of rum for fun. Um, and we were we were basically um, the, the the weird thing is I, I this is what got me on the first day. So they had the vending machines with like the, the Pepsi bottles, yeah, and and yeah. like you just look at them; they're the same height as the bottle we get over here, right? So you just think it's the same size, but it's not. It's like what are they like a like a pint or 20, something like twenty fluid uh, it's one point is one is seven hundred fifty mil or seven probably. they're about seven hundred seven fifty aren't they or something yeah. and our ones over here are five hundred yeah. so they're they're at least half the size bigger than what we drink over here so I I basically like drank a bit of it and then poured rum into it so where I normally go is I drink to the label and then chop it up but that's because of the shape of the bottle and the size of the bottle that's a lot more rum it's it's like. It probably was like, like a quarter of a bottle, <laughs> fifteen shots or something yeah, in a bottle. Um, and let us, to be honest, it, it affected me a little bit too much. Uh, yeah, so... I, half, half. I basically drank half a bottle of coke, filled half of it with whiskey, and did that <laughs> three times, and then can't remember the games or the evening. <laughs> so you know, well, oh, the evening was the pizza, wasn't it? So. Oh yeah, no, I can remember. I can, yeah, I can remember. You sobered up by yeah. then. We went. It was the other. It was the other. It was the the seminar that I can't really remember. No, no, it was the day before. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we then we we played that uh, Beastman Army and we won that. In the last round, we played a Corn and um, Skaven Army. Yeah, uh, two guys that they were pretty. They were pretty fun. They were. Um, they had like a yeah. pair of horns and a pair of uh, mouse ears. Um, and you know it was just quite a good game, um, and we ended up just just winning that one to just ground off all the pl- all the blood letters and everything, and basically just just managed to pull through that that game. I think I remember you know, four minutes went down to some giant rats, if I remember correctly, but yeah. um, it don't really matter. But it was it was pretty good. And um, final standings wise, um, we ended up. Um, fourth after we got our paint scores um, adjusted because um, we got we didn't get very much paint and we kind of we kind of queried it and then we got they remarked it but we were just off a podium so yeah. a bit disappointing a shame and uh, Wayne Kemp and Kelfrey got best painted for the Skaven yep. and Dead Army um yeah, but it was it was good fun. The doubles actually, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. what I remember, it was alright. I think we should definitely do the swapsies partners next year. Yeah, I'll call, I'll call out Brad. Brad, me and you, mate. I got Damus. I just want to spend more time with Damus. Can't hog him. I am hogging him. <laughs> we'll have to let him pick his favourite. Well, we can't do that. That's Brad. Mate, you how about how about you call Damus and I'll call Damus to see where he goes. <laughs> 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 you have to like have a little secret, like little treat in your hand to like just show him so he comes over to you. It's, it's not going to matter. Nobody wants to treat. You've got your in your hand. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, if you let Domus pick his favourite, then I'll just have to not go with Brad, won't I? Because I'm everyone's favourite. <laughs> yeah. Um, not sure about that logic. It's a fact. You, well, you definitely end. You'll be last. <laughs> no. <laughs> Domus will staunch defender me. It'll be fine. He's not. He he's was actually. Human Arcafish or whatever it is, isn't he? He was American staunch defender. That is true. No, because Martin was there and they can, can stack, can't they? They're not allowed to stack. So he's neither Luminar because he gets Terry six up save. Okay, no, yeah, he, was, he was the Castellan buff. He was the Castellan buff, yeah. And Martin was staunch defender. And Byron was Reign of Stars. Reign of Peace. I don't know. Yeah, we should probably mention that. Um, that. Yeah, I don't know, because we've mentioned like pubes on the pillow a lot, haven't we? We've <laughs> it. Um, we're not weird. Uh, well, we are. Uh, <laughs> basically, Byron was like, check out my electric shaver. Um, I got it's a new, really I good. Got a new shaver. It's amazing. It's a Philips one blade. I uh, bowed to peer pressure from advertising and then was really happy with my purchase. And I showed people and then... You showed me. Yeah, I was lying on the bed at the time. Russ took the end off of it, and a load of fucking hair fell out all over <laughs> my bed. So I, I, I turned it on to see like what how it because the blade looked weird, and it sprayed hairs all over the bed. And then you were like, I said, you were like, and then you enlightened us about what type of hair they were. Um, yeah, it's not all of them, but probably some of them. Some of them, yeah. Most. Well, I was, I was smooth for my American travel. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the bald fin, <laughs> <laughs> which is how somehow it looks like a dolphin. Byron, well, the dolphin cock orb. Yeah, dolphin cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was double. So then we went for pizza. We already talked about. We're probably going to take a break there, and we'll come back and we'll talk about the main championships and other things about Adepticon. So um, yeah, back shortly. Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games. So for great customer service, all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. And we're back from the break. So um, before we get into the main championships, I just thought I'd mention, because we completely glossed over it, really, um, Andy Avery turned up, didn't he? He did. And how awesome was that? I hadn't seen him for ages. No, we hung out with him pretty much all the way through, didn't we? He ate with us and stuff. Yeah, he's a big man. And then we did a bit of drinking with him as well. I think it's safe to say that he was was missing, missing the camaraderie of our scene and was getting tempted at the prospect of coming back. I hope he is. Andy, if you're yeah, yeah, back. Nice to have him back. He's awesome, man. It was when yeah. Elric um, was like, he was like, he hugged me with one arm. <laughs> he hugged me with one arm. <laughs> like, I'm a big dude. He hugged me with one arm. He hugged me with one arm. It was amazing. My favourite Andy story is when Byron tried to drink with him. Oh, with that, that's coming up. Yeah. We've got to get into the cornhole as well. Oh, God. <laughs> But before we get into that, <laughs> um, yeah, I I did mention I did mention we we're going to talk about big titties, and we didn't. Um, no, no, he's he's in the championship, so he's he's still no, the doubles. It was in the doubles. Was it doubles? Ah, oh. no, it might be the championship. 
I don't know. Anyway, let's talk about now. So um, I just finished a game and I was putting my models away, and um, this guy came up to me and sort of said, uh, "Is this your shit?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah. These, these are my models." He's like, "That shit is dope." And he goes, "That's big titties right there." And <laughs> that was just so fucking funny. I can. And then so it became the saying. It became all the Friday, saying that Saturday, everything Sunday. that was awesome was big titties. It was um, the most American thing that any of us heard while we were out there. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, I think his name is Mac. Anyway, thanks for coming up and saying hello and appreciating my shit. They are definitely big titties uh, on that Grand King <laughs> one. So, yeah, thanks for appreciating. It's all, all good. Much respect. Um, so <laughs> that was that was that anyway. Um, so, yeah, the championship. I suppose we should talk about that, really. So... This is over five rounds over two days, um, which is about because how many people were playing. was actually not that many rounds. It's um, not, but I think it's kind of good because everyone's been there for a while and they might be tired. I think you need six rounds for 150 plus people, though. And you're there like all day. Yeah, like, yeah. I guess th- th- there's no there's no driving home. <laughs> well, actually, maybe there is for some Americans, but if you are living on uh, on site the event then you just have to walk back to your room which makes it a bit easier i guess it's just about half an hour to get back <laughs> i think it's in one of the games i was like i'm just gonna pop back to the room and get my thing and it was like fuck that was a long walk <laughs> i was like that was a lot longer than i thought it was i feel bad um yeah it was big it was a big place but um yeah i mean so would you guys prefer it to be six then I think for me, it just felt like a little bit of a crapshoot. It was like I was speaking to Domus, and he said, "Like, oh, literally, if you lose, drop any points, you pretty much can't can't podium," which seemed a little bit bizarre. Um, but to be honest, I wasn't really in the mood to play. Um, I just find it hard to take it that seriously as a tournament. In that case, does that make sense? I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I just you... wanted to hang out with people. I wasn't really fussed about... If my games were, like, really quick, it just gave me more time to go hang out with people. Yeah, same as, really. I didn't really want long games. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a weird one, because like, you never really want six rounds, but sometimes you kind of think, for the integrity of the actual podium, maybe it needs to be longer. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, hey ho, is what it is. Um, so we're I mean, not going to go through game by game, um, but we're just going to talk. I'm going to talk a little bit about what I took and who I played, and just some findings, just just very briefly. Um, so basically, I took uh, Nurgle Army, uh, which was what I talked about in the previous show. So Great and Clean One, Lord of Afflictions, Festus, Blowab. Six drones, thirty plague bearers, two fives blight kings, um, and yeah, it worked okay. Um, I think I had too many debuff spells, and um, I could have done with a longer range spell that was a bit more useful, like maybe the um, the restrictive movement or something on those lines um, with a bit of a longer range on one of my wizards or the. Um, uh, the spell which allows you to drop uh, D3 mortal wounds at range um, 
but yeah, I mean, I played um, I played a few interesting games. So I played Sylvaneth in the first round against Frank. I had a really nice Sylvaneth army. Um, this game was really, really close and came down to a couple of dice rolls right at the end, and and it just it just went against me. I never won a priority when I needed it really, um, but it was an awesome game um, and came down to like very, very small margins, like the Tree Lord having a wound left and not quite being able to kill enough dryads to get them off the objective and things like that. So yeah, it was it was a really, really good game. It had a really, really um, nice introduction to the American sort of single scene because this was more felt more like Warhammer than the doubles, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it did for sure. Um, I definitely agree with that as well. Yeah, it was just it was just really nice to st- kick off my weekend playing someone who was very interesting, good painter, had an interesting kind of. Uh, it was quite a lot off the table as well. Like it was just nice to get to know the guy and and um, yeah, I had a really good game um, with Frank. And then um, second game, I played a guy called Dave uh, with Skya. Bizarrely, um, and I played. We played Sky in the doubles as well, so I was getting. I was getting to be a bit of a pro with Sky, and um, drones did what they did. Um, just ran into his army basically, and he couldn't really deal with them. And he had three warp lightning cannons, and I thought maybe I would come a cropper to that, but I managed to um, just power through that. Um, so yeah, it was it was fine. Um, end of the day, I've got his army list, but it's all in weird. Um, army builder format um, so that was okay then I played a Nurgloth which was against um, Sean Spilsbury which was a really tough game it was taken hold and it's like against his army he had so many blight kings and he it, he had loads of plague toads and I was thinking I'm never killing this army in a million years um, and what I did is I basically got him to fight me on my objective and then used my debuffs um, to win the game because I basically stopped his Blight Kings exploding by putting the um, the spell with the Crimson the Great and Clean One which lowers all their, their stats so minus one to hit and then the minus one hit aura off with Bloab basically would just mean that he was never exploding and I just ground him off and I won on a minor um, then I played um, a Beast Claw Army with Walter um, this was a really really um, really good game probably the best game of the um, of the event for me. Um, now this army was actually my kryptonite. It was like completely like unmeta, really good against Nurgle. So it's basically a Frostbolt on Thundertusk, two Huskards, a Hag, um, two uh, three units of Yetis, and a unit of Frost Sabers. Now the thing about the Beast Claw army, all of these units are minus one to hit. The Blades of Putrefaction does nothing. Um, Plague Bearers. Uh, don't, don't do anything with the blades on. Blight Kings don't explode. And he can heal. So the Husk Guards can heal across and the Hag heals. And then the um, they all do mortal wounds. And the shooting attack on the Hag's nasty as well. So it ended up being a game where I was getting absolutely battered by mortal wound um, frost balls. And I was dropping trees and I was using my Plague Bearers to try and hold him up. And it was scorched earth, and it came down. I used the drones early to to score three points, and I was quite far ahead. And he had to kind of pull it back. And on the last turn, he had to make a couple of charges and kill a few things, and then uh, burn all three of my objectives. And on the three d three, if he rolled a six or less, I won. 
on a major, a seven he won on a minor, and then on an eight he won on a major, and he rolled seven, so he won on a minor victory. But that was a that was a great game. Um, and then last round I played um, uh, Peter again with Skyer, which is a bit weird. Um, but I deployed basically in a corner, and he kept. Um, he kind of. I think he was trying to get the double turn, but he left it too late. And then I won the turn roll, and I just gave him the turn when he'd already not come up, and there was nowhere really for him to come up. So we come up on the table, and I just, I just basically, basically deleted his army um, and won on the major victory. Um, and I couldn't quite get the major because I couldn't get enough models over into his side. I don't think to capture. I can't remember the mission. I think it might have been um, knife to the heart or whatever. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But um, I know it's the blood and glory I hold all four points, so I couldn't quite get enough models across to get all four of them. But um, yeah, I won that on the minor, but it did all right, did fairly well. So I had two two losses in there, um, one minor, one major, and then the others were then I had two major wins and one minor win. So I was fairly happy with that. But how did this... you feel about the list and, and blow up and stuff like that? Um, it's a weird one because I feel like the list can compete but I think some of the scenarios were the ones where you either win or you lose and they're kind of like you know playing like knife uh, taken hold and then playing like blood and glory I didn't really have an army suited for that they were sort of built for the new handbook scenarios um, and I found that it, what playing Nurgle in taken hold is basically saying well you're not going to win this game as a major victory um, and then playing uh, the Sky Army because he wouldn't come up on the table until late in the game. I was never going to get a major in that mission because I couldn't lock all four points down. Because um, if I, as soon as I spread out to try and get the four points, he'd have just popped up and started destroying my units. Yeah, um, I do think the um, like just how how much difference the nuances with the most recent set of scenarios in comparison to the first ones make a difference like just how large a difference they make to the game was i was quite surprised actually by um how old-fashioned it felt to be playing other scenarios yeah and there was the secondaries as well wasn't there so you had the the, the secret missions um no i to be honest i thought the list was fine i could have done with changing the spell slightly um blow abs not an optimal choice by any way stretch the imagination but um i do like him and in one of the games, he was just amazing. Like, he literally was, like, doing everything. And I was like, um, okay, so I was thinking about dropping him. But then against the Nurgle match, he was pretty invulnerable. Because basically it was like, okay, so he's he is auto-breaking your Blades of Putrefaction. He's breaking your, you know, and your minus one to cast, which made a difference in one of the games. So I was like, yeah, he's expensive, and he doesn't do a lot. But then oh, it was actually at the Heat, actually. Where he did like um, he just he, he spat on a more crusher and did like eight wounds to it, um, and I was just like, well, actually, he's got he he's he's got something that nothing else in the army does, um, and he's a lot of points. But then I don't know, like I do like him a lot, you know. But I I think my biggest failing and probably what I I learned during the heat after Adepticon was how I play with the plague bearers. Um, and I just think I need to be way more aggressive with them because they're just a pain and a lot of people can't deal with them 
and literally just shoving plague bearers into people's face and they're just like oh, okay i'm i'm tied in combat i can't charge round um i'm bogged in and the plague bearers literally don't care about m- most stuff that can hit them um so i think i could have played a bit more aggressive with the plague bearers and that probably would have made a difference um but a lot of the scenarios i like we didn't play um, you know the ones that suit me, like you know, like playing like um, Battle for the Pass and Border War and ones like that. They they really suit my army, um, and we just didn't get to play those. So um, I think the scenario selection made a difference. But I don't think the army's top tier. But then it's it's got the painting because Bloab's one of my best models. I, it's quite fun to play with and it's interactive. Um, so I think it's yeah. You know, I don't think nobody really wants to play against like ninety plague bearers. But one unit of thirty doesn't feel that that offensive. If that makes sense. Um, so I don't think I'd change Definitely. the list really. I think it's fine. I think it's 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 a good list for. It's the type of list that you have to play. You have to play really, really, really sharp, and it'll keep you sharp playing a list like that because you've got to think very, very carefully about where you put your resources whilst you're playing with it. Yeah, and it's fun. I, I do enjoy playing with it. Um, I think I think the Blight Kings, they're one of those units that like don't seem like they do a lot, but then sometimes they they come in and do a bit of damage. And maybe I wasn't quite using them as as well as I could have done. Um, I just felt like I didn't have enough units on the table, basically. But yeah, it was good. I enjoyed playing with it. Um, got an army nomination, so I was pretty happy about that. Um, yeah, awesome, really. I had a good time with the. I enjoyed my games. Um, it was nice to play some different armies that I don't get to play very often. I mean, how often do you play Skya, Beastclaw, and, and even Sylvaneth now? Um, and to get a chance to play against those armies, it was it was kind of unusual, but interesting. So it was quite good. That's cool. And everyone I played was awesome. Like, nobody I played... I didn't play anyone. I, I, had, I had great games, lots of interaction, lots of joking around. Um, yeah, just fantastic, really. And um, uh, what well, was actually running an event in Minnesota on May the 19th and 20th called Spring Conflagration um, 40k in Age of Sigmar so he asked me to plug it so I thought that's fine don't mind plugging it as uh, he was an awesome guy actually one of the things he had he had a tattoo on his arm and I asked him and he also had it on his dice and I sort of asked him what's the significance of the tattoo and he said well that's the club logo and he said that because it's been such a big part of his life and most of his friends he's met through that club, he just said that he wanted to make the commitment to, to put it on his on his arm, basically to say that's how that's important cool, it was it? to him. And I thought that was really cool, actually. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to be running a good event. <laughs> when you get in the face, I'm a tattoo then, Russ. I'm not. <laughs> um, no, but I thought that was that was pretty cool, you know? It was like, oh... That's yeah, really... but yeah, he he was that was probably my best game in the weekend. That one, to be honest. Um, yeah, that was my my experience. What about you guys? Well, Who wants to go next? next? I get oh, next. Oh, oh, okay, that I jump on it. So, um, I uh, I rocked up for my first round, and I was having, like we've alluded to, we were having so much fun chatting to everyone that I was kind of all I wanted was to play really nice people. Um, and I thought that was a pretty good chance of that because so many people have been coming up. Um, I thought that said, "Oh, I'm playing in the championships. I'm a fan of the show." Or, "Hi there!" Or people introduced other people to us because um, we were the novelty being foreigners, I guess. Um, 
And so many people I'd seen, I was just like, oh, I'd really like to play that dude. That'd be a really good game. That'd be really interesting. And I rock up for my first game. And it's Domus. And it was so happy. <laughs> um, so I was already, like, stoked at that. He had a pretty striking um, Orc Force, uh, well, Iron Jaws. And, um, I mean, basically in this one, like, he played it well, but there was one point where I gave him far too much credit and could have run really, really, really fast. And we had a very interesting discussion about aggressively giving your opponent the double turn. Um, so things were like, he played pretty aggro. I didn't make two charges, I think, um, or, or didn't get like the, the Belwin shunt or something in the first turn. And I was worried that he was going to goo me up. Um, but then it just got to a point where I had one ball a turn um, where I managed to kill a lot of brutes with the dragon, and that was kind of the the heart gone from his army, and then I, I capitalised on it from there. But we had a really big discussion about uh, essentially, I um, I looked up at him at one point and I said, "Well, that 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 was really really big because if you'd got that, like I had to play around. If you'd got that, you would just give me the turn, and all of my buffs would have fallen off, meaning that my frostheart phoenixes." The way that their save works is they get plus to their save until my next magic phase. Um, and then it drops off and I have to cast it again. If I've overcommitted in terms of where I've moved them to, especially if they're out of range of my spells, um, then I can't buff them or I still have to get the spells off to buff them. So after a good magic phase, you're always kind of very, very afraid that the next one won't be very good. Or you get a good one and you're like, right, my birds are on tank mode. I'm sending them off all on their lonesome. They're going to go 16 inches, then make a charge. And however fast my wizards run, they're not going to be able to catch them up apart from maybe the warlocks. So I was kind of felt like my dick was flapping in the breeze a bit in in the way that I like playing with the army because it's it's kind of exciting like that. But he said, well, no, I'm I'm playing Iron Jaws, so I would have taken the turn. And I was like, but why? <laughs> um, so I had a little chat about that. And then throughout the weekend, he came up to me and was like, I gave my opponent the turn and then I fucked him. <laughs> 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 and I was just like, yeah, Thomas! <laughs> Hopefully not that aggressive, but... Oh, no, it was, but it was it was, it was Thomas. I can't imagine everyone. being aggressive like that. He's just the most lovely man. Um, yeah, we had a brilliant game. Yeah. He is, he's such a nice man. So I had an absolutely fantastic game with him, a good chat. I got to take a good look at his army, which is super striking, just awesome. Like I love bright bright armies and i love the iron jaw models so just seeing bright blue uh orcs everywhere lavery wasn't it and you had that big yeah volcano it was. display board no it's it badass we had a really good one and um it, it like it wasn't like we weren't pushed for time or anything like that so that was fantastic and then i can't i didn't take down fantastic notes so i can't remember the order of my opponents um that's really okay you don't have to go into detail just sort of overview it's fine Mm-hmm. Uh, so I played against um, Chris, who got the Painting Award. I can't remember what his second name is. Um, Chris Sly? Chris Sly. That was it, wasn't it? Um, I played against the beautiful, beautiful, uh, this like kind of pastely purple Nurgle that were being photographed a lot. Um, I think it was, was my favourite army there. Oh, it's gorgeous. I really like the basing. He had that, um, that kind of uh, very, very map quite simple like fairly fairly flat bases but he'd done like glossy pools um next to very very matte uh just just matte uh normal ground and tufts 
and it looked really effective with this because um, the pools are really dark and then mm. the sand was kind of like snake bitey color and then there was just this really pastel strange quite disgusting very nicely layered up um purple nerg on top of it he's a he's a store owner actually um i think it's lord lords of war games and hobbies in canada uh, so i imagine that's a that's a shop with some pretty tasty armies in it i played him and his army was also very very strong i hadn't played um i'd only played one game against the new nurgle i played three great unclean ones um he had Rotigus, and um, it, was, it was just mental. Um, I think he had the rub of the green in, for, in terms of just how on point his D3s were. I believe there was three turns where one of them didn't do three wounds. Um, he didn't have like, Blade Bearers, did he? Um, no, he didn't. Because he had Blight, very... Blight Kings and, Dro- and he had the um, Puscoils. I've got a picture of his yeah. army here. Festus, the Shaman, bit... Lord of Afflictions. Just really hard hitting, and um, it it just crumbled away my so my 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 coherency strats of my army just got absolutely pulled to shreds. Um, so I was fighting an uphill battle. I didn't win. I won one priority roll. I didn't care about and lost all of the others. Um, but it was a re- it, was, it was like it was one of those games where there was there was two two opportunities where if I won the priority, I could have been really really clever. And I was like, I was really, really overcommitted for them. So I ended up getting soundly punished. It was a really good game, though. I feel like I, um, I learned a massive amount playing Nurgle there. And he was an absolute, he was a legend. He was a really, really nice opponent. That was great. I played uh, Mr. Fireslayers, uh, Kenny Lull, who played yeah. a million games with them. And I must say, like, I've never, I've played Fireslayers five times or six times now, I think. I have never played someone who knows their own rules so well and communicates them so clearly and moves their one billion dudes around the table so fast. Um, it was really, really nice, actually. Um, but I, I like the Fire Slayers matchup. It's, it's hard in the hands of a good general, but as soon as you can get into them and get rid of any uh, Battleshock community or be touching multiple units, which is hard not to when there's like 120 dudes on the board, um, I kind of got the upper hand in that one. And I think the terrain was helpfully placed as well. It meant that things couldn't pile in to me and I could kind of stretch units out between multiple birds. Um, but I've, I've played very good Fire Slayer players a couple of times. and I've, I think the matchup is a lot less intimidating than it was. Um, I played, oh, I'm going to forget his name now. He was an absolute gent. And he was just, he was like, he was like me, but better. He was wearing a waistcoat. He was French. He was playing mixed order. And it was one hell of a list. And I think he got top order player as well. Yeah, he did, um, yeah. He was playing a, just just like the best gun line available in Age of Sigma. Um, two units of handgunners, a Hurricaneum, a Frostheart, um, an Empire General that gives everything like hit on twos if they don't move. Um, and um, it, it was in Tate. It was in the one where I have to go over there and touch his base. <laughs> um, and... Uh, I got absolutely trounced in that. That's the most soundly I've been beaten in about a year, I think. Um, he played it, like, absolutely perfectly as well. I think he's probably one of the most precise players I've played in a long, long time. Um, that was a very close and interesting game. And then um, my final game... So that game was round... That was my fourth round. Um, I'd actually been moved from one table where I'd seen another Fire Slayers player, and I was like, oh, good, and I had to play Fire Slayers. 
And so instead I got to play like the most nails order list there um, and my evil twin. Um, and then in my fifth round, I ended up playing the five slayers player that I was meant to play in the fourth round. Um, that one was, um, he was a really nice guy, but he'd picked, um, he picked five slayers as his first army coming over from 40k and we just didn't get time. I think it were like got three rounds in. Um, just kind of, I, I knew it was coming throughout as well. Um, and it was in, he didn't have movement trace, uh, which makes a big difference, I think, when you're moving that many dudes around the table. A uh, really nice one, but it was kind of, uh, I had this weird thing come, in, come up in that game that I've never, ever considered before in Age of Sigmar, where actually the right thing for me to do would be to not take the best course of action, i.e. get my birds into combat early, but to actually wait two turns to make sure that the game finished. Mm. You guys ever thought? You guys ever thought about that on a table? Yeah, sometimes it's better to not to just play negative, like first turn or very tentative, like battle round one and possibly two, just to make it a three turn game rather than a four turn game. Yeah, I um I should have done that. Like I knew I knew that like the signs were there. Uh, newer player, I know how it goes. It's a lot of dudes attacking a almost indestructible pair of birds and a dragon with debuffs and then me attacking them with five saves each and, and all this i know exactly how it went and um i just it just feels very strange though to consider that the best thing to do would be to do the second best thing to do <laughs> which is kind of a learning experience and something i haven't ever really considered on that level before but um i like i mean the biggest thing for me about the championships was i had um, not the last game, not because the guy, but just because it, it didn't go to time. But my first four games were like any one of those people, any tournament, anywhere in the world, UK or in America. Um, I just didn't like, I, I really struggled to pick who was best sports. And they, were, they weren't just like good opponents. They were like exemplary in like movement, how chatty they were, how nice they were, how interesting they were. Um, just like everything i had absolutely amazing amazing games um like the uh the doubles was fun and we played nice people and the games were pretty good but in the championships i just felt like um the games were absolutely awesome the people were really good and like i think the atmosphere in the room was just amazing as well like so many people were just coming over and saying hi or like les was sending people over to ask me questions <laughs> um about silly things in the middle of my games or whatever. And um, I just really, really, really enjoyed it. My army felt old-fashioned and out of date. Um, yeah. 100%. Like, absolutely. It felt um, felt about six months out of date, um, notably, in those games. I wasn't playing... Like, the, the best I've ever played Warhammer was Heat 2, um, I think. Um, but I, like, the mistake getting into combat too early... Uh, in my last game is something that I wouldn't have done if I was in Heat 2. I would have been more clever than that. And I just, like, Brian, hobby killer, Carmichael, he has he has my list made modern, and he was playing my list made modern, and it's incredible. Um, I felt I was definitely, like, I felt the most behind curve I felt with my list since I started playing it, whatever it is, like, a year and a bit ago now. Um, not like I had an awful time. I still absolutely love playing it, but I've not, I've not rocked up to a table and felt like, um, like I am missing some tools. 
um, to the extent that I did when I played in the States. Um, just kind of inevitable, really. I haven't I haven't updated it hugely. Uh, like the first time I played it, I was like, okay, this is cool. I should add more skinks or I need a faster wizard. And then the additions changed. So I was like, right, I need a... Uh, I, I don't have techless anymore. I need fast-running wizards. I'll take warlocks instead of dragon princes, etc. So it's it's been constantly updated and constantly updated. And this is kind of like the first event where I've, I haven't updated it for the event a little or like made changes in terms of magical items or something. And I just felt a little bit... Um, it might be because of Nurgle, um, actually, but I just felt a little bit kind of like things were a struggle um, on the table. I just I wasn't doing quite as much damage as I would yeah. like to doing. Was it? Um, did you play? Um, was it just Nurgle you found that, or just in general? Um, I played Nurgle. Um, I played Fire Slayers, and I played Iron Jaws, and I played Order. So I felt absolutely outmanned, outclassed, and outgunned against the awesome order list. Um, I just like just, especially in that scenario. I mean, I don't like that scenario fantastically anyway, but um, <laughs> having to go and get two units of unbreakable 30-shot hitting on twos, hang gunners, and hurricane them, and a frostheart phoenix, and three bolt throwers off a thing the size of a coin is quite a hard task at the best of times. Um yeah, and if you don't, you just yeah. lose on a minor, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I needed priority in that. I had one extremely clever, like, runny, skinky, bouncy. I had two opportunities for runny, skinky, skinky, bouncy things, and it didn't happen. I mean, it could just be, in all honesty, that um, I've had I've had more luck than I've had bad luck in the last few events I've been to, hence yeah. me doing well with them. And that is what made me feel like my list was outclassed, but I think it's kind of both. So I, I I definitely felt like I was on the slightly less lucky end of priority roles for most of uh, Adepticon, actually. just had, like, the the two that I wanted to go my way each game. I think there was only... There was one game where I had one of them go my way, um, and it really, like, it really, really hurt me, especially against the Nurgle and against the Power Order. Um, and then also... Like Brian's there with bolt throwers and what other flappy dangerous things on the forty mil bases? Uh, um, uh, canaries, heart renders. Yeah, heart renders. That's it. Um, he's got some. He's got a very like his list is bordering on perfection for that that type of list. I think um, he's got options that had I had them in my list would have completely changed the matchups where I felt outclassed. So he's just got a more intelligent and up to date version of mine. Um, but yeah, I still like. I still had a really, a really good time, and I learned a lot about playing with a list against new things I hadn't faced, or like consolidated the start of my learning I'd had against fire slayers. Um, learned that iron jaws are still scary, and my god, are they fast! Um, <laughs> not used. To, I'm not used to getting aggroed out turn one. It's really weird. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I had a really good time. I just amazing opponents. Like I, I couldn't have been more happy with my selection of opponents. I just started off with Domus and was like, oh, well, anyone who's not Domus is going to be downhill. And then I continued to have amazing opponents for two days. So I was uh, I was kind of on a high as a result of that, really. Awesome. Cool. Sounds good. Oui. Cool.
Um, so I will go if that's cool. Um, I need to apologize to uh, a couple of my opponents though, because I was also drunk again during this, uh, this, uh, the championship. <laughs> yes. um, so I've not wrote down everyone's names properly, um, which is very, yeah, yeah, yeah. Opponent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit rubbish for me. Um, and you know, it's not, ideal because it's not like it's a bit disrespectful so apologies if you are listening and i have not wrote down your name because it's not you know it's not on. um so um my first game was against uh joe crime um he plays quite a lot of warmer competitively uh, in the states um and uh, i think he did quite well at alveo this year um he had a, a change host that was a little bit different than the normal stuff because he had like a million like brimstones on the table. I think it was like the most brimstones I've seen, like to be honest, on the table at all. Um, I played re- stupid in this game. Um, uh, I basically um, deployed a lot of the armor off the table which allowed him to box the table out. He won priority. I couldn't bring anything else on. Stardoke failed to come down because the change host is a really bad matchup for my list because I took the, the Les Martin TM build. Um, I basically have one opportunity, which is you put everything in the sky, you then hope that it all comes down and you make nine inch charges because then you're in, in its face and you've got an opportunity to, you know, hopefully get the double turn and you know deal a load of amount of damage um but i i played badly didn't um didn't anticipate quite how quickly he could get across the table with all of those horrors and um, brimstones um so he boxed me off real early um and got the major win in that one which was you know it was what i would identify with him so he didn't do anything incorrectly really um which was kind of cool um i then went uh like went downhill played a, a guy called mike uh, i think it's mike ballard i think his last name was um and he had a, a caradron army um which wasn't optimized he had like two boats um and uh, hardly any of the combat um what is it what's the the bubble member that fight i think he only had three of those um, you can have eve both of them can fight but i guess guys yeah. with the souls yeah yeah, yeah. the engine riggers Engine riggers, yeah. He only had like a, a one unit of engine riggers. Uh, the list was it was it was fun, but it was a bit different. Um, um, and yeah, I think when you haven't got an optimized Caradron list against the TM, like you know the, the Star Rate build, um, you, you, you sort of like you're in snap battle um, because your shooting doesn't really affect any of the stuff that kills your army. Um, which you know, kind of what happened, and we had like a really uh, a really fun game and. Uh, I was, we were sort of like talking uh, halfway through, I think it was like towards the end of the game, and I was like, because there was secondary and tertiary objectives, wasn't there, in, in Adepticon, as opposed to your standard, just plan, standard game. Um, and I, I sort of like said to him, I could see that his secondary was get the guy off the table, um, the table edge. Um, and I, I sort of like, you know, in Safe Coast, I, for some reason in my head, in the first game, it was like, if I got my secondary, I would need to stop him getting his. Um, so that I could score the secondary, mm. but in a death that didn't matter, did it? It's like you scored your secondary regardless of whether your opponent scored theirs. Yeah. Uh, so sort of like I, I got to a point where, um, you know, I think like you know, I, I, I almost had tabled him at this point, um, and he was going for it was I won priority going into the last turn, and he was just about to run his guy off the table, and I was just like, do you want the turn? And he, I, I said like, you know, I let you off the turn. He goes, well, why have you given me the turn? I was like, because you're obviously trying to get off the table to score your secondary, um, and it, it doesn't make a difference if I do or not. 
because I've already got like my my primary, my secondary, and my tertiary. So I all I'm doing is stopping you scoring points. Not you're not stopping me scoring points. Yeah, because it's it's dead anyway. So I gave him that, and he went off the table. And like you know, it was it was a really nice game. It was like one of his first events, I think, where he hadn't played very often. Um, and yeah, he hadn't listened to the podcast or anything like that. And he he was quite unaware as to you know, it's like what while you're out, you're playing, and we were chatting. And he was a really nice guy. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, the next game, my third game, I believe this was there. This guy, Joe, um, he was, he's actually been quite nice. There was a, a, a sort of like a tweet that he put out because he was a competitive Magic the Gathering player. Yeah. And, and this probably my favorite game for the event. Um, and yeah, he's like Magic the Gathering player. Um, and his Super list, smart army as well. Oh yeah. Like on paper, I looked at it and I was just like, this is just dross. I just didn't get it. Um, but it was just the way it worked. Um, and you could see, he, he sort of like, I come over and told you straight away afterwards, didn't I, Byron? Because it was, it, he, he sort of like, because you build lists like you play in a magic deck. And yeah. he did the yeah, same definitely. thing. Um, and his list was two dragons, uh, two dragon lords like that, that Byron uses. Um, he had uh, two units of, uh, no, he had a unit of iron breakers, no, long beards. Yeah, a unit of long beards. Uh, another unit of Longbeards, 30 uh, Arcanaut Company with an Aether Chemist sort of sat in the middle of them. Um, he had uh, a Mist Weaver, not a Mist Weaver, he had a Tenable Shard and an Assassin uh, and two two units of Tempestors. Um, and, like, first turn, like, you know, he, he knew what he was doing, but in, like, first turn, essentially, he teleported the Tenable Shard into combat with the Castellan. He de- de- deployed his assassin inside the Tenable Shard. So they basically killed the Castellan on the first turn. Because the Tenable Shard's ability, I believe, allows you to teleport within three inches of an enemy, so you automatically make the charge. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it was it was just a really comboy sort of list, and it worked really well. Um, and the game was very very to and throw, and we we went back and forth and back and forth. And it was uh, I played for the double turn, pushed the star break forward, didn't get the double turn, um, and basically he got two units of Tempester breath which are like the fulminators on the star drake got like a load of wounds off it so i had to like you know bin the star drake off to the corner of the table um and at that point then it became a game of neither of us are going to get the major um we need to play for the minor and it was all about that's where it then became really tactical and really sort of like the movement was really spot on you know we were like i've got my book in front of me and we were tallying up exactly how many points we'd scored over the course of the game and you know, it comes down to, um, I think, like, on the last turn, if I'd have killed one Longbeard, it would have put the put it a minor win in my favour as opposed to a minor win in his favour. Um, but he won the game one phase and 220 points to my one phase of 120. Um, and it was just, it was really tactical, really good. And, like, I, I just come out of the game, you know, like when you've been pressed at the table um, and... Not necessarily because not a list matchup where you've had to play out of your skin to beat the list because it's a bad matchup like a rock to your scissors. When you've actually played somebody that has like you know the 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 the, t- the tools on the table, yeah. you know, as in like they know what they're doing, and it was like that's it was really really enjoyable because you know I I, I found lately that I've usually I've lost to the matchup as opposed to 
or I've I've made a stupid fucking mistake, um, as opposed to like a couple of like getting outplayed. I think like the last time I, I felt like I was really sort of like outplayed at the tables when I played Chris Myhill. Um, and that was, you know, and I, I felt like he really outplayed me. Um, and in this game as well, I felt really pressed, you know, just the, with the, the movement and sort of like thinking ahead. And it was really, really good. It sort of like got me buzzed for like Age of Sigma again because I was a bit sort of like almost burnt out from playing so much. Um, then day two, um, I uh, played a guy called Greg, who is uh, Dave Whitex's mate. Um, and we had uh, a really nice game, and he had uh, he had the block in with uh, essentially like a neural list. And this is in scorched earth, and he had like essentially it was I've got the block in. I'm going to put blades of putrefaction on a massive unit of blood kings because you're not going to kill the block king because it's really hard to kill. Um, and he had um, who's the teleporty guy? Um, Gut rot spoon. Yeah, so basically, he had gut rot spume and a you know, blight king to move on from the table edge and essentially clear off one of my objectives uh, and burn it on the first turn in Scorched Earth, which is, I think that's the problem with the strike list, is that you, you, in Scorched Earth, you've never got the bodies to protect yourself on these objectives because you've not got the resilience in the units. Yeah. Um, especially if you play an army that can alpha strike you, you haven't got enough mod bundles on the table, have you, really? No, and and it was a it was a really good game. It was a, I got a little bit frustrated a couple of times, you know, um, you know, for me to to pull the game back, um, you know, I needed to get stuff in, and you know, the Star Drake double one to charge, and so did some Forminators, um, and you know, and it just, um, it, 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 hopefully, I didn't come across a bit too salty. Like me and Greg had a good game, but you know, it was just sometimes when you're there and you're like, right, I just need the priority here. Right, okay, I didn't get the priority, that's fine, I've played around it. I just need to get this three inch charge. Okay, cool, I double on the three inch charge, right, how do I get out of this now? Yeah, you I mean, know, sometimes when you when you're against it and it's those small margins and you just yeah. need something to go your way and it just doesn't, it can feel a little bit it can feel a little bit like you're getting beaten up by, by yeah. luck, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like And it was like there was no disrespect to 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 Greg because he played like a solid game and it was it was over almost and I was on the back foot from that first turn um charge from gut rot um but it was it was cool it was really nice to play um and then the last game i got to play steve herner which was fucking really awesome you know with his really beautiful army and like you know his rogue choice which i think is amazing where you've got um a gnar root with marathi in it um and that was that was pretty it was like awesome we just had a really we spent most of the game chatting and like his his marathi is absolutely beautiful as well yeah, it's really nicely done. He, he sent me, uh, you know, his super secret recipe of how he painted the skin too, which was really cool. Because the green uh, is yeah, so vibrant. Yeah, it's, Steve's just like a, t- a top guy, and his arm's beautiful, and it was a, a really nice game. Um, you know, I got the major win there, which was really nice. So I basically had a major loss, uh, a major win, uh, a minor loss, uh, a major loss, and a major win. So two majors won two major wins and that was about it so I, one of my worst finishes for a while i've not been playing particularly well lately it's uh um which was frustrating but at the same time like everyone i played was like legit and really nice guys and you know the i think i went into it i was a little bit unsure because of all the sports like the heavy weighting on sports and you know i'm not a dick at the table um I, well i don't think i am i'm sure some people might think <laughs> that but um but yeah like, i don't think i'm a dick at the table and i was a bit concerned about how you know whether or not you know by pulling people up on rules or making sure that they're doing stuff the correct way 
you know, or doing stuff like that is going to affect my sporting score. But, it, you know, I, I don't think it did. And, you know, and yeah, it was just, it was a really, really good experience. And, you know, I, I, I kind of realised after the first game that I was never going to finish anyway. And I just took my foot off the gas. Yeah. And just with myself and, and got drunk and hung out and stuff. And it was, it was really nice. It was really good. Cool. Sounds like you had an awesome time. What yeah. are you, Terry? Cool. So I took my standard mixed chaos list that I took to everything recently just because it's what I've got. Um, I took all my best painted stuff with the intent of doing well on the painting sides of things because I knew I couldn't really compete on the gaming side because I just don't have a list for it anymore. Um, out of the chaos anyway. So it was the the standard two units of 10 plague bearers one unit of 30 um great and clean one Gaunt, not gone yeah gaunt summoner the shaman six sky fires three storm fiends and uh, i think that's actually it oh and a bear wind um in the first game i played a guy called uh henry i think his name was henry capola sapola you played him in the doubles he had the murder host. He was wearing the yeah. devil horns. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he had the sort of Dan Ford style point for point, exactly the same list. Um, he went all in with his murder host um, into a wall of plague bearers, which had cunning deceiver on them. So they were minus two to hit in combat. He lost more blood letters back from the plague bearers hitting him than the, uh, than the uh, the actual you know the plague bearers took damage, um, bounced, and then proceeded to try and sort of retreat away over the next turn. And I was like, well, if you're not fighting me with your murder host, you're kind of not going to win this game because I'm just going to chase you across the table and delete your units one at a time. Um, and that's pretty much exactly what happened. Um, he tried to re-engage after he pulled away a, for a turn. Um, and at that point, just sort of fell apart for him. The Gaunt Summoner was destroying units with the Skyfires also going in and the discs lighting up other units. And the Great and Cleman went and sort of, you know, fought things as well. Um, bit of, I think he, he said he was not that experienced with the list. Um, I don't think he really expected the Plague Bearers with the minus two to hit to be such a, you know, such a problem for him as well. Um round two so i got major in that one round two i played uh peter bouchaz you also played this guy or was that my round three well, i might have been round three actually uh no round two i played uh zach cachetta he had a stormcast list he had the um a for strike this was probably my best game of the weekend it was really close um and it came down to lots of little small sort of things on the table but ultimately um managed to to pull that one through um again it was it was such a good game we had a lot of banter back and forth as well we played this guy in the doubles so when we got to play again in the singles it was like oh well i know this is going to be a good game because i've already sort of met you so that was um that was pretty cool it was the third round sorry that i played um the guy you played with the skaven yeah he's the partner Um, of the guy you played in round one right yeah, I think he might have been. Yeah, he was, yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, he gave me the first turn, and I didn't move. So I just oh, no, I had you my mean, bubble. You mean the guy that I played in the championship yeah, the, the last round? Yeah, the guy you yeah. played in the championship yeah, last yeah. round, yeah, Peter. 
So he, in all his games before, so this was round three, so round one and two, both his opponents just ran across the table and he popped up and surrounded them and just blew them off in a turn. Yeah. Um, which is what Skyfire is amazing at. Um, he hadn't really come up, you up mean against Sky, someone. Yeah. Uh, Sky, sorry, yeah. He hadn't come up against someone who knew how to deploy against it properly. Mm-hmm. So um, he gave me the, the turn, um, expecting me to do something. I didn't move a single model. I just put Mystic Shield on my Plague Bearers and gave him the turn. This is exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah. So I did that, and then he we rolled off, and then he won the turn and didn't make me take the turn. And then he popped up without the ability to go into a double turn, which that was you know a big mistake there. But I think he kind of felt like he had to make a move because I wasn't moving and he needed to get onto my objective. It was, um, I think it was knife to the heart, this one. So he had to not only have five models on his objective, but also have five on mine. And in the sky list, you just don't have the bodies. No. Um, he went all in on one side with the, with the big units of storm fiends. I think he had three, three threes, some with war yeah, fires. Did, yeah. Some with shot gauntlets, and then some with, I think they have rattling guns, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Can't remember. Um, but yeah, he, he he sort of, he just couldn't, he couldn't get through the Plague Bearer wall, and then my Storm Fiends um, and the Skyfires just absolutely deleted everything. I won the priority, and th- at that point it was like, you've, you've got nothing left now. I'm, I'm going to come across the table next turn, I'm going to kill your one dude stood on your objective, and I'm going to get the Major for Knife to the Heart. And he was like, "Yep, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy to give you the full win there because, I've, you know, I can't literally can't do anything now. Um, you, you know, completely countered my list. I was like, yeah, I played Sky a few times before back in the UK. It was a, uh, it did the rounds, so that was uh, quite good. So I ended the first day on uh, three majors. Round four played a guy called Jeff Crawley. I think he actually comes second and overall." Um, he had a storm. No, it says here stormcast, but it's actually fire slayers. So he had a magma drop, uh, two rune smiters, a prime, thirty berserkers, thirty berserkers, ten berserkers, and then he had the half guard dudes with the pole axes. Yeah, so big unit of thirty of them. Um, it was in scorched earth. He gave me the first turn um, because he deployed out deployed me. I couldn't really do much. I couldn't get to, across to his. I failed to summon the Bailwind. I failed to... I know, I got the Bailwind off, but I failed to get the spell off to kill any of his dudes on his objective, so I, I couldn't even, like, you know, start whittling down his units. Um, his first turn, he popped up 30 Berserkers, 30 Half-Guard Berserkers, so he had the Polaxe dudes in there as well. He set up, like, a nice little chain of men leading back to the Magma Droth with all his buffs so he could get the plus six to his charge, I think it was, or something. Probably not. Um, but... Plus, it, it was... It, whatever he had, it worked. It comboed really well, and he, he managed to... Oh, he had the, he had ignore Battleshock on his entire army mm-hmm. as well. Um, he Unless went you kill all the in. Then, yeah, but... yeah, but they're at the back of the board, hidden away. And <laughs> when you, know, you kill him, they go, save. I'll strike the rune that makes me immune to Battleshock. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Uh, I think he did the, the rune of... I'm going to get a bunch of rend. Yeah. Um, it just went in and the prime came down as well. 
So he won the priority going into a double turn, double turned me, burned one objective, and then the game's over at that point because he just tanks me in the corner of the board and surrounds my army, and I just can't get out. Um, this is this is mean my list is not built to play against stuff like this. So I I knew that if I got double turned, he pretty much would win. Um, it kind of almost swung back a bit later on if I had a priority, but again, he won it again and just proceeded to just batter me in the corner. Um, round five, I played a guy called Thomas Collier. He had a similar Les TM build. So the Star Drake of all the toys, a Castellan, a Relictor, a Heraldor, five Liberators, ten Liberators, five Judicators, two units of two Fulminators, and then he had some Paladins. It's some protectors. You don't see them much these days. I quite like them. I quite like protectors. They're quite cool. Um, In round five was Blood and Glory, wasn't it? So if you cap all four objectives, Mm -hmm. you auto win. I did some quite little sneaky things here. Like I I baited in his Star Drake and then retreated away um, in my turn with my uh, Skyfires who were fighting sort of off to one side of the Star Drake. Um, Retreated away won the turn roll, the um, Skyfires went up the board, got onto his objective, killed off all his Liberators, stood on it, and this was like going into round four, I think. Uh, I'd already run some Plague Bearers across the other side of the table and captured his objective, and I had both of mine still, and uh, you know got the the Skyfires in. They um, they got the, uh, the all four points, and the game just ended. Um Really good game, really close as well. Um, if I had, I played for the. I'm going to retreat away and just go for that objective. Um, I got it, and you know, managed to pull the win. And so, got four major wins and a and a major loss. Um, it, it's disappointing the the major loss against the fire slayers because I could have had it if I'd have just got the turn. Because where he came in, he didn't do that much on his first turn. It was the double turn that got me. Um, because I, I was still sort of in a decent position. If I'd have got that turn roll, the game was probably mine quite happily. Because um, the Prime would have been dead because the Stormfiends are in range to shoot him off. The Skyfires would have deleted one of the units with the shooting and combat. And then at that point, his 60-man unit and the Prime, which is most of his army, is is all dead. Because it's all sat in my deployment just getting murdered. And then I just proceed to go across the board and kill the rest. But... You know, in those sort of ones, you definitely need to not be double turned, and unfortunately, I I was, so I couldn't play around it either because he made me go first. Um, but yeah, I mean, the actual gaming experiences were awesome. The only one where I didn't give my opponent max sports was against the Fire Slayer player, um, purely because it was a very slow paced game. I felt like he was playing for time. Um, he might not have been. But by the end of the time, I think we were just sort of going into turn three. It took a long time to move all those models with no movement trays. Um, and his movement, I did I did call him on it a few times, but some of his pylons were very long. Um, I know when I he was doing his... At the table, because I remember being at the table with you, and you were like, look at this. Yeah, so... I called them on it, yeah. Like that that model's gone like nine inches around that model. There's no way it, it's literally gone from one side of the model all the way around it, and now it's touching the back of it. If you put a tape measure and bend it round like the great and clean one and measure it, that's a fucking big base <laughs> to go round. 
you go around one side to the other like the some of the pylons were just really bad and i was like look dude you can't get that many attacks in you're, you're already right. winning you don't need to push more models in and you know it, it, it's just you don't have to um i i called him on it a few times and at the end i was just like well you, you're not listening so um yeah so you're not having full points it, in the in the long run it didn't matter anyway because he, he still came second i think off of it um but wasn't ever going to get first because the guy who won won by quite some margin i think but um yeah overall awesome awesome games just cool to play new people and the armies were it was cool to play scryer again you know it's, it's sort of re it seems a bit more popular over there um maybe because that's what just people had for the event but yeah um, I'm look. I'm already looking forward to next year. So yeah, you know. I'm super pumped for next year. Like I said, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to take an army and just go and hang out. Nah, you want to. You want to play. I I legitimately think that doing one of the thousand point ones, having a break day, and then doing a grand one, it would be really good fun. Although I do like Terry's idea of partnering up with a uh, an American brother from overseas. Um, yeah, yeah, it was great. Just an, an amazing experience all around. Like the fact that we chatted so much random shit and were so silly and giggly at the start is probably because of the amount of just really fun memories we have from the entire experience. I yeah. can't. I don't think any of us could endorse the entire experience or thank like Alex, Domus, Tom, Brad, uh, Andrea, like any of the people who were just um, Paul, the people who were just really, really friendly and welcoming the entire weekend. We can endorse them enough or the event itself, so, yeah. It was just awesome to have so many people come out and talk to us. I mean, it was good as well, being able to sort of hang out with the rolling bad guys. Um, you know, they, they were awesome. Um, you know, obviously... Me and Steve? It was cool, because, like, like, hanging out with, like... Because uh, I, I listened to the rolling bad podcast and stuff, and it was nice to sort of, like, hang out with... with Eric and, you know, and, and sort of, like, meet Andrew and stuff as well, which is really cool. Yeah, I enjoyed getting a shot with a Nerf gun as well, didn't you? Yeah, so was it? I think it's, his name was Jacob, wasn't it? He was dressed as Peter Quill from fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm just chilling out, putting my models on my tray, just get shot in the fucking head by a Nerf gun from across the hall. And he's just like, yeah, that was me, sorry. I'm like, what? What the fuck did that come from? And then he comes over and just really chats nice. me for a bit. And he's just like, oh yeah, hi, I accidentally shot you in the head. I'm like, oh cool, thanks. <laughs> So I, I believe he's actually coming to face hammer as well. That'd be fun. Hopefully, uh, you yeah, can return the favour and shoot him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hit him in the head with a baseball bat. What <laughs> <laughs> a fucking go go Lucille on his ass. Cricket bat him. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not letting you near any of our prizes, Terry. You're banned from our prizes true. if you're going to be that aggressive. He, he comes to the UK, Terry's like, "All right, mate, I'm just going to just hit you in the head bat and get some fucking Heineken bottle smash." <laughs> <laughs> spend spends like the first like two rounds just. Just staring at him across the gaming hall, stroking himself under the fucking desk. And yeah, then yeah. the third round <laughs> just goes extreme. fucking postal. <laughs> Come on. No face, I'm a Terry hasn't got time to do anything. He's a numbers bitch. That's yeah, I've got, got to do them spreadsheets. That's a good job of it, too. Um, yeah. yeah, but I, mean, I think for us, it was just everyone was. I mean, we've, we've forgotten loads of people, no doubt. Um, but uh, We met too many. Everyone who interacted with us, and you know who you are, thank you so much. for just being really cool welcoming and awesome um yeah just just great really um i think even like the the sunday night when we were sat in the bar 
and they had the cornhole championships on. Oh my god, this was incredible! <laughs> it was just like mesmerizing. Um, I thought it was a joke, like parody TV show, <laughs> and then it turns out it that like it's actually ball. a fucking. It was on ESPN. It was an actual sport where people were throwing a fucking beanbag into a hole. It's like it was. It was. It was just like dodgeball, wasn't it? Even the commentators. Yeah. It was just so. It was so yeah. funny. Yeah. It was like, um, and and because it's like a southern thing, I guess. Like all the teams were like from like Kentucky and things like that, and it was like there was like a father and son team, and his son looked like yeah. he hadn't washed in about three weeks. Yeah, but the best bit about those two was their surname was Guy, so it just kept coming up on the screen. Guy and Guy up next. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. fucking really like yeah, like you said dirty sweaty looking teen rocks up his fucking beanbag then he misses the hole and like has a full-on panic breakdown on the floor i mean it's just a fucking beanbag <laughs> that was really funny though I, it was it was quite entertaining i could see why people would watch it you know whilst yeah. whilst beating up their wife in the trailer and sinking a few cans <laughs> um but <laughs> <laughs> and then alex turns around and We're goes i've got a cornhole now. set and i was like yeah that explains a lot no i was kidding <laughs> Oh no, it's great. We're thinking about. I think it's going to be there at South Coast. There's going to be a cornhole in at South Coast. We're going to bring it to the UK. Are you doing it at South Coast? Yeah, I think so. Brian's got oh, a set. Picked it up, hasn't he? He's got like a set or something. Yeah. We're doing it. At, we're doing it at Facehammer, though, right? You can go to all, yeah, allcornhole.com. Just don't not do it while you're at work. Dogs. Just in case. <laughs> 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 Your browser history. What have you been looking at? <laughs> Yeah, um, it's um, everything about like the entire just sitting in the hotel, being like uh, rocking up on that first night, and then just Doma sending texts like, "Hey, I'm downstairs," and then just taking a shopping at eleven thirty at night, um, being given the tour, meeting people, seeing the crystal brush stuff. We haven't even mentioned that no. there were some absolutely amazing paint jobs. Um, yeah, just all of it was uh, was pretty amazing. I kind of like. I didn't even give, like, I had a few quick rounds of the retail hall, like, when rounds of mine ended sooner and stuff like that. But I don't even feel like I got to kind of fully experience that side of it because I was so busy chatting to people and then playing games. I um, I really enjoyed the the video you made of the retail hall when you followed Russ around. <laughs> <laughs> my current dream. <laughs> That's one of my things that I'm the most proud of ever in my life, I think. It's so funny. Yeah, we all, we all had a really, a really good time. So uh, it was. Uh, I think. I think as well. Like it was. It just. Even like in the airport on the way back, and we were just like we were kind of killing time, and this this guy sits next to us in like the McDonald's bit, and he puts his like case on the table with his like crystal brush entry, um, and we just start chatting to him, and he turns out to be a super nice chap. Uh, called Seb, who does painting seminars, um, and he recommended a uh, an art book called um, Color and Light, um, and we just chatted for about two hours about painting, uh, and that was awesome. And uh, he said that if we're in Las Vegas next year, that we should just come and say hello, and we'll go out in the town. So that's just a kind of you know just randomly at the airport, someone that we just started chatting to. Brilliant. Yeah, gotta love it. Absolutely, no, it's um an absolute pleasure in every way, shape, and form. Well worth the trip. And if anyone is considering doing it or thinks, oh, maybe I should give it, just do it. 
like, it's amazing. Let us know you're going. Uh, we can coordinate or whatever, and then we can take our uh, take our posse out there and have fun. Oh, and I got um, Dave Whitex got a signed army list by me now. <laughs> he, uh, me and, it, me and it, it was just a little Dave Whitex story. It was actually quite funny. He came over and said to me, he goes, "I like uh, I, I listen to your podcast. It's you know, it's, it's you know, just want to say I'm a big fan of it." And I was just like, "Well, it's funny you should say that because I actually quite a big fan of Garage Hammer too." And it's not just Circle Jerk in the podcasters, but it was a case of like when i first got into like warhammer um rob noise uh, from chant war chief suggested that i listen to i think it was healing hammer bad dice and garage hammer and that was what got me into playing sort of like warhammer fancy bar because i've only been into it since like what two years before eighth edition died and it was that was what kind of got me into it and it it was really, like nice to meet somebody who wasn't like you know you i'd listen to when i first got into the hobby you know yeah yeah, it's it just super cool to meet him really um yeah I, I think you know of all all the people that interacted with on on twitter and on the internet and stuff that you then finally get to meet and it's just really cool um it was, it was really nice to meet up with steve herner as well that was awesome and got to see uh vince and tom moving around and i've done a done a youtube thing with him before and that was quite interesting to see actually see those guys i think vince was pretty busy he was doing like painting or something but tom's fire star i mean looked really nice i thought that was really good yeah so yeah it was, yeah. It was awesome and obviously obviously we got to with the play testers as well we got to hang out with those guys so yeah just just really cool but we'll be back next year i imagine gotta go and defend my title now oh yeah have you mentioned oh, yeah. about your prize yeah so something happened, yeah. Some bummer won a prize, didn't they? Yeah. Who was that? What? What type me. of prize? Woo. I won a painting prize, didn't I? <laughs> what one? Best painted or best <laughs> appearance? Congratulations! Yeah, that yeah, medal looks uh, super sick. Yeah. yeah. I was I was happy wearing that around that night. It was good. You got some proper good prizes as well, didn't you? Yeah, so I got a couple of creature caster um, resin kits, um, which are, you know, really nice in themselves. Um, and they're the ones that I didn't end up buying. So that was pretty cool that I got the ones that I wanted. And then a couple of extras. Um, I went up originally to get a different prize because I was drawn at random, but they couldn't give me the prize because I'd won another <laughs> prize. So they kind of spread stuff out there. You can only win one prize. So if you win best painted and second place, you'll not get second place, but you'll win best painted. It's kind of in, it's it's interesting how they do it. it. Stops someone just getting best in race, best painted, best sport, but you know, just clearing up and getting all the prizes. Yeah, um, but no, it's cool. It's, the competition was pretty fierce on the old painting as well, so that made it. Um, you know, a, a more uh, appreciated win. I didn't even realise I'd won it to begin with. Like they called my name out, and it took a few seconds to realise that was actually my name. Yeah, you seem um, a bit shell shocked. Yeah, well. no, it's you've got good. and stuff. You know, you, you yeah. definitely you know, brought that army up. So you know, fair play. Yeah, I'm already working on next Adepticon's army, so that'd be cool to go and compete again. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, interesting as well, because um, we didn't have display boards, did we? And yeah. I think there was a little bit of 
I think in the past, depending on who's marking the paint, there's been a, a stronger emphasis on display boards. And yeah. some of the boards well, are really... I had one, but it wasn't three-dimensional and layered. It yeah, was that, just that's what I mean. Like, you you actually had one, but it wasn't like... When I say display board, I mean like they had like three-dimensional, two-foot-high yeah, smoke machines. You know, that, that's what I mean. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of people were... that the, so A few people that were in the run-in were like, oh, well, felt that they should have had... Um, like maybe a, a bite of the prizes because they had the armies like your army, although it had a display board, it wasn't it wasn't like a three dimensional like ostentation thing. And obviously, because we've got to travel, we can't really do that. Um, yeah. And I think that they were saying. So I think next year there's going to be two prizes in there: painting and then appearance. So they can well, kind it's of like reward the army they're doing. Yeah. So they, I think they're scrapping appearance because. Appearance kind of doesn't mean what they want it to mean, maybe. Mm. And going I... for best painted and coolest army. Well, it's the same as South Coast, though, isn't it? You have coolest army and yeah. best painted. Yeah, yeah exactly. I've, I've never been a big fan of display boards. It just, it just seems wankery for the sake of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not big on them. Like, I'm, I'm going to do a big one from this army, but just because I want to really compete with it out there. So I'm going to have to work out getting it out there ahead of time as well, like shipping it out. Yeah. Which is going to cost a fucking fortune, I imagine. But actually, Byron. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to say, do you want want a hand? I I, I was going to say, can I just send it out with your stuff? (laughs) Yeah, I'll uh, I'll see if something can be arranged. That'd be cool. Cool. Well, um, I don't think we're going to talk much more about Adepticon in this show. Um, I think we've sort of said enough. Um, and there's a bit of a random show, but hopefully it's um, for those people that want to know a little bit more about what it's about and whether they should go out there and all the rest of it. Just say, if you get the opportunity, you should just go because yes. it's the largest the answer is yes. war the gaming yes. event in the world, pretty much. Um, you've got all the gaming that goes on, not just Warhammer. You know, you've got all the systems being played all the trade are there, you've got all the seminars, you've got the painters that are there, the community, just so many people there that I, you would not be bored. You know, you almost didn't have enough time to do everything you wanted to do. So I would say definitely, if you get the opportunity, go out and enjoy it. Um, and just thanks again to everyone that came up and said hello and made us feel really welcome. That was awesome. Yeah, it was really, really great. And I'm sure, like I said, we missed people off, but, you know, yeah, it was just awesome to meet so many cool people and hopefully we get to see everyone again. Oh, quick, yeah, definitely quickly, next year. Before we go yeah. off, um, I did promise Jim, Bob and Mitzi, <laughs> which we haven't mentioned at all, um, they actually came out to Adepticon as well um, and they recorded some of their first YouTube content um, at Adepticon. At Adepticon. And they've got yeah. a YouTube channel, the Jim, Bob and Mitzi show. Uh, which we will put a link in. Um, so check those guys out. They're super, super awesome guys. Um, and even if Mitzi had a dodgy hat, which I think you can see in one of the videos where he's trying to look like he's a Chicago gangster. Um, yeah, he's trying to be Peaky Blinders, but like a, sort of like a Londoner, sort of Cockney guy. <laughs> Cockney? I don't know. Is that, is that what he is? He's probably going to get offended. Can you see that? I don't know. I think <laughs> he's from Cambridge. I don't know. It's all, it's all safe, isn't it? Yeah. Watch their show, it's good. He's nice. Yeah. They got they were 
represented by getting best sports in other countries. So yeah, obviously good apps. Yeah, super super awesome guys. And well done to everyone who took an award away at the weekend. And we didn't go through the awards really in detail, but can't remember everyone who won everything. And you know, you know who you are anyway because you got a reward. So there you go. Boop, boop. Yeah. Cool. Anything else anyone wants to go through? Was that we uh, wrapped up Adepticon? No, I think that's it. Right. Okay then. Well, oh, thanks. One, for... one more thing. One more thing quickly. <laughs> how right, weird? Were the, how weird were the TVs in the fucking bathroom mirrors? <laughs> oh yeah, this, this needs mentioning. Like oh, the first time it came on, I found it very distracting, and I've never. I don't ever want to brush my teeth to stories of murder. I, I don't ever want to see the picture that you took of showing the people what the TV looked like in the bathroom. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> probably one of those divisive pictures. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe half the population of the world would like it and the other half... I didn't want to see it in HD, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the... It's not <laughs> to be fair, you were quite... I think, wasn't that when you were red-wined? Or was it a different time? No, it was a different time, wasn't it? No, it was a different it was time. You showed me crystal brush entries, and I got to see your crystal brush entry. You got to see my grand prize trophy. Yeah. Um, oh, graphic. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and I, I found the toilets weird as well, but that's another story. <laughs> Because they were like they were like really like full of water, which is sort of found really weird. It was shallow yeah. with a high water level. <laughs> you get to sit down on the toilet and just dip your balls. If anyone wants to know any of the details of anything we've alluded to um, that we haven't gone into properly, you can come up and ask us at a tournament, and we'll be happy to talk about it. Yeah, there are yes. some funny stories that we just couldn't mention on this show because they're. They're pretty horrendous. <laughs> they're not. They're not really radio friendly. I don't think. Come and ask, or I'll show you my video of me following Russ around and coming commentating yeah. on the uh, on Toy Soldier Bank. Yeah. There's also a video of us in a car just losing our shit with Domus, <laughs> which is just awesome. But we can't go into why that happened. It was awesome. Thanks for listening, um, and we'll speak to you soon. Let's all. To make sure you don't miss out on any more Hammer to Your Face, subscribe to us on iTunes, add our RSS feed to your reader, and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>